0: Khan from Maple Road West in the town posted a picture of a suicide vest on the social networking site and details of a route into Syria. She pleaded guilty to four charges at Kingston Crown Court yesterday and was told by the judge she faces a substantial custodial sentence. A three-day humanitarian truce is beginning around now in Gaza. The deal was brokered late last night by America and the United Nations. Egypt has invited both Israel and the Palestinians to peace talks in Cairo today to try to find a longer-term solution to the crisis. Residents affected by the sinkhole on a housing estate in Hemel Hempstead, which opened up in February, say parking is adding to their problems. Restrictions have been relaxed on Woodend Lane, while part of it's closed off for strengthening. Aziz Abdur who lives there, says cars are being dumped everywhere and driveways, driveways are getting blocked.
1: People just, just dump in their car, you know, uh, and I can't leave my kids to play outside, because, you know, there are cars everywhere. You know, if they try to cross the road, you know, someone will knock them down, basically... He's just been nightmare since the fifteenth of Feb.
0: The organisers of the Commonwealth Games have confirmed that an athlete has been tested for Ebola and cleared. A spokesperson for Glasgow 2014 said that when the cyclist from Sierra Leone fell ill last week, he was given tests for a number of conditions, but the results were negative. In sport, half sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last night. The 20 year old from Wellington City was second in the 200 metres, with England teammate Bianca Williams third
2: the Jamaicans, so that's a, that's a massive thing um, you know, people are always so quick to, to write off the women's printers and um, I think we've kind of come out here and, and started to show that we can perform on this kind of stage and you know, such a strong field so I think it's a, a sign of good things to come
0: And Hemel Hempster gymnast Max Whitlock bids for another medal today on the parallel bars, he already has three golds and one silver The weather dry and sunny this morning, cloudier this afternoon with the chance of a shower a maximum temperature 25 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The town itself is it's absolutely beautiful. It's all about where you live. It's got history and it's uh, got modernism as well. And all this week we're featuring Harpenden. I find it a
4: very friendly place, not threatening in any way.
5: I like going to Harpenden, visiting my
3: grandparents. The big tour of Beds. Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties
6: Radio.
7: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout.
6: Morning!
4: We're feeling it today. We're feeling it. It's like we're a jar of honey and someone's put a spoon in. Not a proper spoon, but a honey spoon and stirred us up and reactivated our go going though, it's going, us go going. Anyway, it's Friday. We've got the Friday feeling. Wanna come and touch? <laughs> Lots to talk about this morning, including why are people still swimming in an old quarry in Milton Keynes despite two incidents? Does the fact a woman from Luton has been telling Muslims to fight in Syria strike another blow for the town? And He's typing it as I'm reading it. We'll find out what I'm going to say next. Oh, 08459... Oh, hang on a second. Oh, 08459 455555.
8: Five, double, five.
3: Across beds, hearts and
4: bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: And, 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 We've had lots of emails and some really nasty tweets over the last eight, nine days. And I've spoken to the bosses and I am able to come out and tell you the truth about exactly what's going on and what happened to the production team here on the show and why Paul Scoyns is now producing. And I can just this once, I can let you know as well. Uh, what happened to Catherine Boyle and why she had to go. Oh eight four five nine 455555 New five, double, five. <laughs> York, it's the Rolling Stones, oh yeah They are always taking drugs and having sex with people normally, ladies But hey, it was the 60s Anything went there. Discussing the Rolling Stones documentary, Gimme Shelter. One of the bleakest, bleakest films I've ever seen in my life. The Rolling Stones in 1969. Oh, it's horrible, horrible. The bit when the Hells Angels are on stage with the Rolling Stones and one of them looks psychotic and then one in the audience actually does go psychotic. Horrible film, but a wonderful film because of it. Lots to talk about this morning. I'll be telling you exactly what's happened to production staff and why some people have to go and new people have been drafted in and we'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that and hopefully we can stop all the nastiness. If you want to give us a call about anything this morning, 08459 455 555 but First of all, a story we've uh, looked at a couple of times in the last few weeks. People are ignoring the clear warning signs um, by continuing to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, despite two serious incidents in the last week. Last Friday a 61-year-old man died from a suspected heart attack while in the former quarry then on Wednesday a woman in her Her 20s was airlifted to hospital and her condition remains critical. Well, our reporter Sophie Solaria visited the site yesterday on another hot summer's day.
9: Right, so I've just got to the edge of the Blue Lagoon. It's a huge expanse of water. It's a huge, huge lake. And if I walk down to the bank to feel it, let me just have a little dip. Oh, yeah, that is really, really cold. And that's even in the shallow depth. However, only a metre in, you can see the floor drop And the water gets very, very deep and you cannot see the bottom. It's murky, it's muddy, you've got foliage in there, roots of trees, rubbish, wood. And in every slope leading down to the water, there's a sign that says danger, no swimming. Now these signs are about a metre high, they're unavoidable. You have to walk around them to get into the water and yet there are still people swimming in the lake. Let's see if we can speak to some of them now. And there's a gentleman behind me that I think has got into the water. So will you talk to me? No. OK. I'm just approaching some girls in some towels. Excuse me, I'm from the BBC. Have you just been in the water? They're not willing to speak to me, but they have just been in the water as well. From afar, I've just seen a man take his clothes off and dive straight into the Blue Lagoon. So I'm now rushing over to find out what's going on. Hello, madam. Hello. You're on the side of the Blue Lagoon here in Bletchley and right this moment we are looking at your partner Chris who is probably about 50 metres across from us Yes. in the Blue Lagoon centrally swimming around. Yes, well not around, just across. Just across, yeah absolutely. He's gone through the middle and now he's coming back again. Yes. Have you heard of the dangers of the Blue Lagoon? Not really. I heard that there was a man who drowned last week, I think. And a lady in critical condition as well. Oh, was there. Uh, how often do you come here? Uh, it's just the second time. Why is he risking it? I wouldn't call it risking. I would call it um, trying. Like He's testing what he can do. Are you worried about safety swimming around here?
10: Not really, no. Well I trust him. Uh, He did like a trial swim yesterday and he said there is a current. It's not strong enough to catch you,
9: grab you and do something bad to you. If you know how to swim then you're safe. I'd really like to speak to him. I can see I think he's coming back isn't he? Right let's stand here and wait for Chris to get back to us and tell (laughs) us about his swim across the lake. Chris you've just swam the length of the Blue Lagoon. How are you feeling?
1: Great. I'm feeling great.
9: Have you seen that there's now signs up that says don't swim?
1: It's a good thing, especially for the young ones. It's really important.
9: Will you continue to swim in here despite the danger? (sighs) Rather not. Oh, right, so this is the last time?
11: Yes. Well,
4: that was Sophie Solaria speaking to a gentleman with an accent. This programme has also been told that when council officials have warned people about the dangers of swimming in the quarry, they've been told to naff off. We'll have more on this later.
8: Call
3: 08459 455
8: 555.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio. No, now, 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 now. While uh, you know, obviously, b- b- safety precautions, and we've heard some terrible stories of people um, uh, dying, basically, and being uh, in critical condition. There is there there is an argument, Paul Scoines, mm-hmm. producer Paul Scoynes, mm-hmm. uh that swimming in um, open spots in uh, I- places that are not local lidos or indeed swimming pools can be quite pleasurable yeah there, there is who are we speaking to there's a group later on we're speaking to aren't we the yeah. open waters uh, yeah, association it, or something yeah,
12: open waters yeah open waters swimming society
4: it's it's a t- and I remember as a boy um swimming in rivers and lakes when I was out and about i didn't particularly like it actually because i didn't like uh, i don't like fish touching my body i don't that's the one. Yeah, that's not. It's not nice. It's not nice. But so I, I just wonder what people's thoughts are on. Obviously, safety first, and we're not in any way condoning and saying, "Hey, this is what you should be doing." But if you're, if you are listening to this, and you are, a, well, I used to live in North London. The Hampstead um, ponds, mm-hmm. the Hampstead Heath ponds, were uh, very famous for. There's a gentleman's pond and a lady pond, and people would go down there, and it was very invigorating. I had a friend who used to used to go there after a long run. So I'm not quite sure. Is there a law on it, do we
12: know, on, on swimming in public places? Well, the, I mean, the, the, the Blue Lagoon, which is where Sophie was yesterday, yeah. is a former quarry. Yeah. It's very deep. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the signs are, quite clear, don't swim. Yeah. Now, you can't stop people from swimming. I don't think it's illegal okay. to swim in those areas. Um, I mean, there's an argument about trespass, but actually that's a nature reserve. So people can go and wander around it, walk their dogs and so on. I, I used to be... Um, a naturist. No, I used to be... I, I was a lifesaver, and I did my training in Milton Keynes, and we used to go once a year to the Blue Lagoon. A lightsaber? A, a lifesaver. Uh, like a lifeguard. What, like the um, laser
8: stick that, that they have in Star Wars? Similar. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
13: Well, so far this morning, checking at the cameras and the speed sensors, not seeing any major problems or delays across the three counties to report. Do we expect uh, on the M1 at Luton Spur, it's going to be building up between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Those major roadworks continue there. Also in St Albans, St Peter's Street is closed at the moment, between the High Street and Catherine Street due to some roadworks taking place there as well. Take a look at the local live departure boards for the three counties and everything lo- is looking good for the trains. No reported Problems or delays this morning. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola? Yeah. Have you farted?
4: <laughs> How do you know? Can you... There's can something you... going on. 6.16, it's, uh, it's Friday the 1st of August... Wow, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The emergency services in Milton Keynes are urging people not to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, but those warnings are being ignored despite two incidents there in the last week. A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. And in sport, Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last night, and we all say huzzah.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
14: Free weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Jonathan Vernon-Smith.
14: I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over Beds Hearts and Bucks. And I said, well,
12: I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel.
14: Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This
15: guy turned around and said to me that they're not prepared to pay me. And I said, so you're forcing me to take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me.
14: I get my teeth into them.
16: Oh, Jonathan, how's that sucks. Crying soon. We don't know
14: what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you the consumers. And
16: it goes
3: so convoluted. I thought there's only one person who can sort this out. The JVS Show on BBC's Three Counties Radio.
4: I've had an email from Ron and Ethel in Upper Watford. I'd love to speak to you about this on air. 08459 4555. It's, it's one of the best emails ever, And I know the answer to the question. The answer is yes. I can give you all the information, all the information only, what you done need. But it'd be great if you could call in, please. Thank you very much. Very very loud here, and it gave me uh, it gave me shivers, daily Shivers. Oh, is he not there? No, oh, I was talking to him, and he's not there. Uh, or is he there?
17: No,
9: we're th- we're playing this in dry.
4: Or is day. he there? Let's try again. Oh, okay. All Hello, right, Justin. See. All right, bruv. Yee, Deely. How's it going, boss? Well, you were pretending you weren't there, Deels. I
9: oh, know what am I like. Crazy.
4: You little. Now listen. The, the reason we got you is we're going to play yes, a bit boss. of your. Yeah. Okay. Uh, people in Hemel- Hempstead say that since a sinkhole opened in February... Don't have a growler on air, mate.
9: Sorry, oh, I Parking
4: has become a nightmare. Parking restrictions have been relaxed on Woodend Lane while part of it's closed off for strengthening. Say! Residents there say that cars are being dumped everywhere and their driveways are being blocked. You went and spoke to a gentleman, didn't you?
9: Oh, I did, yeah, here it is.
4: Well, I'll introduce it a little bit better than that, Justin, as is Abda Karabid, is one of those living... Oh,
18: End Lane he spoke to Justin. <laughs> so as is, obviously we've got the issues here with the properties that they haven't got gas some have moved back in some haven't moved back in uh, it's still a building site these people can't park on the driveways which means they're now parking outside your house and here we can see your wall which has been knocked over. Yeah. When did this happen?
1: That happened um, on Tuesday two o'clock and I saw the wall now uh, been down I spoke to the council. I said, what's going on here? Because people are parking everywhere. Who's dealing dealing about it? They said, "Why is the sinkhole? We're giving them permission. So I said to them, someone knocks a marble. It's going to cost me money. Mm. You're giving them permission. Are you held in responsible for it? Yeah, what
18: are you doing about it?
1: They said no. Well, really, I'm really fed up with it, actually. What they told me is against the law, if you can't get your car out from my drive. So he said, if you come in from work and you can't get your car in, it's not a problem.
18: That's what the council said to you? That's what the council so the council, you. clearly, from what you're telling me, they aren't doing anything to help you. It's, it's a Sunday evening. There's cars here. The building work starts again tomorrow. You've got the noise of that as
1: well. So so I'll, dump, I'll keep dumping my car here in the front just to stop people parking because I've got to leave at five o'clock in the morning to go for work. You're blocking your own drive in so you can get your car out. So I could get my car out. Because I could get people parking and they come out all the way, how far my drive, they don't take any consideration of me. I mean, that is incredible. Since the 15th of February, when this happened, I was here that
18: day... And it was chaotic. To be quite honest with you, the area, from what I can see, I would say what I can see, it looks even worse than the 15th of February with all the, the works which continue to happen here. Yes. How has your life, sum up your life in in a sentence
1: for us, since the 15th of February? Now, people just just dump in their car, you know, uh, and I can't leave my kids to play outside because, you know, there are cars everywhere. You know, if they try to cross the road, you know, someone will knock them down, basically, It's just been a nightmare since the 15th of Feb. The council, I spoke to them, they put me through to the highway. The highway, I don't think the lady, she was very helpful. She said, feel sorry for them. You know, Mm. you're not being a nice person. I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm calling to find out who's giving permission uh, to these people to park here. And you telling me I haven't been helpful mm. to these people letting them park everywhere. I said, you know, my car, I can't get in and out. My wall has been knocked down. And who's going to repair for my damages? They said, claim it through your insurance. I said, thank you very much for telling me mm. that because I didn't have to call you. If I want to claim it through my insurance, I could have done that myself. I didn't need to call you, but I need to let you know my wall has been knocked down. I'm going to have it repaired if I have it repaired, is it going to happen again?
18: Do you think the local council care about you at all?
1: Any sympathy for you and your plight here? Do you think they, they care about you? No. You know, we pay money for the council tax every month, and we. I think it's absolutely a joke. I work in London. I have to travel to London every day, and I notice the local council there, they're absolutely 100%. You know, they help their the locals and everything. Here, no, they all just want. They just want your money you don't get no service at all whatsoever.
4: Well, that's a very frustrated gentleman, as he's speaking to uh, Justin Dealey. Harts County Council uh, were asked to come on the show, and they didn't come on the show, and they sent us a statement, and from what I can see from the statement, it doesn't really refer to what we're talking about. So I'm not quite sure how that adds to anything. (laughs)
8: BBC
13: Three Counties Radio. A rather quiet start this morning, not seeing any major problems or delays to report. Building up a little bit on the Great North Road, approaching the Black Cat Roundabout, where those major roadworks continue. So far, taking a look at the cameras, looks to be moving rather well on the M25 in the A1M. No reported problems or delays. Do expect delays on the A40 in Beaconsfield, uh, London Road, in both directions, between Park Lane and Ellsbury End. <coughs> Surfacing work takes place on the trains. Everything's looking good. No reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
13: This is BBC Three Counties
3: Radio.
0: It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The emergency services in Milton Keynes are urging people not to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, but those warnings are being ignored. It follows the death of a 61-year-old man there last Friday and a woman being airlifted to hospital in a critical condition on Wednesday evening this week. A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. 34-year-old Runa Khan from Maple Road West in the town posted a picture of a suicide vest on the social networking site and details of a route into Syria. And a three-day humanitarian truce is beginning in Gaza. The deal was brokered late last night by America and the United Nations. Three Counties Sports.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last night. The 20-year-old from Welling Garden City was second in the 200 metres in a personal best time, which put her second on the UK all-time list.
2: I'm just amazed at the moment. I'm kind of in a, a big world of shock. Um, I mean, I, I came in ranked second and I just had to kind of perform and actually do it. And I'm so, so absolutely over the moon. This crowd is absolutely incredible. You know, everyone wants to kind of, everyone wants to see you, everyone wants to speak to you. And it's just, yeah, it's an amazing atmosphere in here.
0: And Hemelhemster gymnast Max Whitlock took his tally to four medals, three gold and one silver, with victory on the floor and second place on the pommel horse. He bids for another medal today on the parallel bars. With the start of the new football season just over a week away, teams are completing their pre-season fixtures this weekend. Tomorrow Watford host Italian sister club Udinese, and MK Dons 11 goes to Brackley, Luton host Peterborough, Wickham go to Barnet, and Graham Westley's Stevenage at home to Coventry. At the
8: moment it's three home draws to start pre season Although people will say you know it's um, Premiership opposition, championship opposition twice. We really need to start winning here. The boys have got to get used to winning
0: at home. Uh, this has always been a place where we've won a lot of football matches over the years and it needs to be a place where we do that again. And after helping England to victory over India in the third test, pace bowler James Anderson faces a disciplinary hearing today over his alleged clash with India's Ravinder Judasia During the first test, Anderson faces a maximum four-test ban if found guilty. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459
8: 455
5: 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm praying for rain in California So the grapes can grow and they can make more wine And I'm sitting in a honky in Chicago With a broken heart and a woman on my mind I match the man behind the bar for the jukebox And the music takes me back to Tennessee they ask who's a fool in the corner cry I say a little old wine drink of me I came here last week, come down. I left for Florida on a train I thought I'd get a job and just forget her But in Chicago her broken heart is still the same I matched the man behind the bar for the Jews.
4: If you wanna hey guys if you wanna see a great film what is, yeah, you turn. trying to get the arm there so we can go there. If you wanna see a great film, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, hold on a second. Uh, artists and models. Ever seen that film? Oh, oh man, it's funny. It's a funny film. Can you sum it up in a, in a sentence? Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis um, have something to do with artists. I don't really remember. I just remember it being a. F- it looks stylish, it looks beautiful, 1950s, colourful, wonderful. Very far film. It's far film, man. <laughs> I swear I filmed fine, man. That film funny. So, the best email I've had. Hmm. Not I the mean, best it, email. I'm it's not, not sure. the best email I've had. The best email I've had was where I was promised an extra inch. This one says, Dear Ian. We've moved... We've just moved into the... uh, Ron and Ethel in Upper Watford. We've just moved into the Three uh, Counties area. We love the show. They'd be crazy not to. (laughs) Do any listeners know of a naturist camp in Beds, Bucks or Hearts? Beds, Hearts and Bucks, but anyway. (laughs) We were members of a club in Sunderland before we moved. Thank you, Ron and Ethel Upper Watford. They they sound like normal, decent people, not like the perverts that Mm. that that email would imply. Mm. I then wrote back saying, now give us a call. They've replied. Dear Ian... Ethel says she is very shy and does, does not want us to call in. Could you give the details over the air, please? Now, I don't, with the greatest of respect, Ron and Ethel, I don't get nudism, naturism, perversion. I don't get it. it doesn't, uh, it's never appealed to me to let it all hang out. I don't even like being naked at home. It's just natural. What's wrong? Well, you say that, Paul, and, and, and again, I, we need to discuss this, but I, I wish you'd produce the show with your clothes on. By the way, coming up later on, I will tell you exactly what's happened and why there's been a, cha- why there's been a change in production stuff. Uh, but there is uh, there is a nudist camp near here, isn't there? Was it Sh- Schwertzingers? Schwertzingers? Nicole Schwertzingers? <laughs> it's something like that. Schweps. There's one called uh, Spielplatz. Spielplatz, and that of course is German for pervy play. Uh, playground. Play. Playground. I went there. Right. And as we all know, uh, and nudists are normally unsightly people in their fifties. They tricked me when I went there. Yeah, they had two hot young women. Hot naked. Yeah, they're two hot young women, and they're all naked. It's really hard to interview a man when he's sat in a chair in a bar with nothing on and his legs wide open. At least cross your legs. <laughs> I could see everything. I hope you're enjoying your breakfast, kids. I could see. I could see the chipolata and the uh, and the fried potatoes. Did you have to do it? Na- naked. They wanted me to. I said. I ain't no way I'm ever gonna be naked in front of you deviants. They were very, I'm being slightly harsh. They were, they were very friendly, but no. Then they all went into the sauna. Oh. And I, I refused to take my clothes off in the sauna as well. I refused.
12: I don't even like going into the sauna with no. with a swimming costume on.
4: No, 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 no. no. I don't I, I I'm a never nude. I don't like being naked.
12: Uh but yes, yeah, Spielplatz is the place. There's You're, several others. There are, there's a variety.
4: Really? Spielplatz was set up like during the war or something, wasn't it? Before the war. I think so, yeah. Um And um, I'm sure they were telling me the story of a Canadian aircraft that crash-landed nearby. Maybe I dreamt this. <laughs> Maybe this is my fantasy. My fantasy, the, my dream the other night was that I was um, hanging out with Freddie Starr and I was telling him he was a genius. Wow. Yeah, I know. A, a Canadian plane crashed nearby and they kind of wandered into Spielplatz. They must have thought they'd died and gone to a really weird place <laughs> full of chubby middle-aged people. <laughs> 08459 four double five five double five. That's the phone number that Geoffrey and Bracknell's called. Good morning, Geoffrey. Good
15: morning, Ian. Drowning children.
4: Um, this is a serious subject. I just warn people that uh, natural
15: occurring water is not the same as a public swimming bath at all. A, the transolution... Uh, um, effect that you get in public baths is not there because you've got water with microbes and plank and um, green algae and that kind of stuff. So you can never see the bottom of the pool. Intelligent people go to Oxford. Get drunk at their end of uh, summer ball. Here we go, and,
4: here we go. And and jump jump th- I knew th- I knew I knew there would be I knew there would be what? a some kind of socialist bent to this. You couldn't no, just phone no. in. You couldn't just phone in. <clears throat> oh, you're and, so obstreperous,
15: aren't you? You're no. <clears throat> an obstreperous, cantankerous, tank- clever, kind of funny guy. Yeah.
4: But listen to this. No, I don't think so, mate. <clears throat> I don't think so. He had to come in. I was quite prepared, Jeffrey, to let you come on, even when you prefaced your call with dead children. And then there had to be a socialist bent, which is fine, but you just do it in, in such an obnoxious way. I heard you on Clive Ball the other night as well. So,
12: <clears throat> what have you got in the papers? Well, I wonder what <clears throat> a socialist would think of that. Oh. A number of uh, of garages in Southwest London yep. have gone up for sale, and you hear about these sorts of uh, lockups. Lockups. Lockups go for ridiculous prices. Yep. But yep. Guess how much these three garages went for? We're in South London. Uh, it doesn't say £120,000 Well that's what they were That's what the guide price was Wow really They actually ended up going for £500,000 Wowzers what the heck What do you keep, what do you keep in a £500,000 garage um, I don't know C- um, Can they knock them down and build, build homes Well probably Can they build a house on it <laughs> Uh, property expert and Hertfordshire resident Henry Pryor is oh! quoted saying converted garages into like homes Henry. is very much in vogue. Yeah, we like Henry. He's
4: good. Here's the thing. I love this story. Surely we met before. This is in all the papers and this is I love freaky deeky stuff like this. Couple players, strangers in pick, what does that mean? Well let's um, Beach Holes Photo Fluke. Well again, what does that mean? Let's go into the story and find out, shall we, guys? It goes like this. A couple, flicking through family snaps ahead of their wedding, found a picture of them playing at the seaside as strangers 20 years ago. Amy Maiden was a five-year-old who lived near the beach and Nick Wheeler, then six, was visiting on holiday. The picture shows them sitting a few feet apart on the sand, but they did not meet until 11 years later. Amy and Nick married last weekend, showing off the 1994 Snap together. So, picture of them as kids. Uh, the, 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 the boy is sat in a hole, as all boys sit in holes on the beach. Uh, and then she is what, about ten feet behind him. That's nuts, That's isn't it? freaky. That's really freaky-deaky nuts stuff. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. You can give us a call. I don't know what the phoning would be here. Coincidences? My favourite thing in the world, and I'm going off on a slight tangent, my favourite thing in the world, and it doesn't happen now, is when you are walking past the phone box and the phone box rings. Ooh. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I remember years ago being very, very naughty. Um, a phone box outside a pub in North West London, Kensal Green, and it rang. I thought, oh, I have some of that. Hello. Yeah, hello, who's that? Well, you called me, who's that? Well, no, 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 who are, who's this? Already, this is fun. And I, was, I said, well, you, you've, you've called me, who, who are you? Right, I wanna know why this phone number has been dialing my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Well, maybe you should ask her. <laughs> he said, What do you mean? I said, Well, you know, maybe you should ask her why she's been getting phone phone calls from me. Suddenly, I, he said, Who is this? What are you talking about? I said, Listen, your suspicions are probably correct. <laughs> and then this is so naughty. I, I sort of regret it. How, I was 22. Three, twenty four I said, "Look, your wife and I have been seeing each other. <laughs> oh,
19: wow. <laughs> oh, right there.
4: Your wife and I have been seeing each other for quite some time, and I think you may, maybe you should have a chat with her.: Right. Right, I will! <laughs> phone slams down. Oh, gosh. And uh, a week later, there was a story about a murdered. No, there wasn't. There wasn't <laughs> at all. But <laughs> I, isn't that naughty? That's pretty bad. Isn't that naughty? But phone boxes don't ring anymore. You know, they used to ring a lot as you were walking past them. I'm, I'm sure it's happened to me loads of
12: times. It's spies, right? That's how it works. I think it's spies. I think it's spies. When was the last time you used a phone box? Um, exactly. Oh, no. Do you know what? It was fairly recently. Go on. I had left both my work phone... Oh, no, this was it. I shouldn't probably admit this on the radio. I left my work phone and my personal phone on one of the station cars. No. Someone drove off with Are them. You lost, to the, uh, lost to the world. And um, I had, had to go up and interview... Um, a uh, an EU commissioner, no, it was an EU, EU commissioner. commissioner, yeah, yeah, uh, in Bedford. And I was, I, I couldn't remember exactly where it was because the uh location was on my phone and everything. Da, da, da. And I was trying to phone the newsroom, but of course, I didn't have a phone, so I had to find a phone box, yeah, and then find some money to go into the phone. It cost box. Do you know how
4: much it would cost to make a phone call down the phone Sorry. box, it cost six pounds, <laughs> really, six to make a 45 second phone call that's insane it's bonkers that is insane
12: but i'm also trying to find a place to park yeah so that you could then use the phone box. oh Jeez. dear me here's
4: this, okay let's do let's throw this out there when was the last time you used a phone box please i, I suspect we won't get any calls on it because i suspect no one uses them anymore uh, apart from to and let's be honest we've all done it urinating wow yeah really i know Oh eight four five
8: nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 Luton spur building up in patches on the speed sensors between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabouts and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. In St Albans, Pitts St. and Peters Street at the moment is closed for roadworks between the High Street and Catherine Streets. So do expect some delays there. The M25 major roadworks continue between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11. Still so expect delays there. Nicola Richards, BBC
4: Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 46, it's Friday the... F- oh, hang on a second. Pinch, punch, first of oh, no return. Well, you've got to just deal with it. There's no returns on that, by the way. Punch, pinch me. What? These are your headlines on Friday the 1st of August. I'm Ian Lee, and I just said that. The emergency services in Milton Keynes are urging people not to swim in the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, but those warnings are being ignored despite two ins- incidents there in the last week. You'll get another one in a second. Do that button up. A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. And in sport, Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won a
8: silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last night. Beds,
20: hearts and bucks weather.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
20: Well, it's not looking too bad today. We have got some sunny spells around, but a few showers as well. They're fairly isolated, though, but uh, they could be a little heavy at times, and there's a slight southerly breeze, but temperatures reaching 23 or 4 degrees Celsius, so quite warm again. And Tonight, it clouds over, though, ahead of some rain coming up from the continent, and that's going to be fairly heavy, perhaps even thundery. It's uh, lasting through much of the night once it gets to us about midnight, uh, with lows of between 15 and 17 degrees Celsius. It's quite a warm one. Tomorrow, we've got showers on and off through the day and sometimes they're going to be quite heavy too it's not all bad though we have got sunny spells in between and they do start to clear later on so we might even have a pleasant evening Uh, temperatures up to about 23 degrees celsius sunday though looking much better it's all cleared by then so fine largely dry with sunny spells Uh, monday we've got sunshine with just a couple of showers and then heavier showers again on tuesday that's your latest forecast
8: Glasgow, 2014.
21: He puts his hands on his head. When he needed his best performances, he produced them three times over.
8: Here it
11: comes, they storm into the line to the gold medal.
21: What a huge impact the crowd can have on the home nation's performances.
8: We've seen 143
22: bouts here. Undoubtedly, that's been the thumping best.
3: The Commonwealth Games
13: continue today, online, on TV and on BBC Radio.
4: So, BBC introducing, uh, Saturday evenings, 8 o'clock. You must listen to it all the time, Paul. Yeah, big fan of the show. OK, who presents it?
12: Uh, Kenny, sometimes.
4: Well, sometimes. I think you're referring, of course, to Gary Floyd.
12: Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, and what's your favourite track on there? That's been. I like the uh, CC Smugglers.
23: Oh, nice work, Skynes. Well yeah. done. Love
9: Who
4: we got this week, Kels? A
9: band called Amber Run. Yep. They grew up in Buckinghamshire and they recently moved to Nottingham, where they went to uni and have been making sweet, sweet music together. Should
6: we have a listen? Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, you as a warning sign. That if you talk enough sense, then you'll lose your mind. And I'll use you as a focal point. So I don't lose sight of what I want. And i move moved further than I thought I could. But I missed you more than I thought I would And I'll use you as a warning sign That if you talk enough sense then you'll lose your mind When I found love where it wasn't supposed to be Right in front of me, it talks some sense to me. shift gate of how much to give and how much to take I'll use you as a warning sign that if you talk enough sense then you'll lose
17: your mind
6: When I found love where it wasn't supposed Oh, no.
4: That's Amber Run and their song i Found. And if we want to hear more BBC introducing songs, Kelly Betts, where on earth do we go?
9: Well, you can tune in every Saturday evening from 8pm, and if you tune in this current Saturday evening from 8pm, you'll hear us live from Rhythms of the World. Hey,
4: the they found a venue. Yeah. Do you know what this sounds like? Music. No. Sweet, sweet song. Shall I tell you what this sounds like? You'll get this. Go on. This means nothing to me, oh. It's the same song, isn't it? It's it's, It's Vienna by Ultravox
18: isn't it just oh it means nothing to me being kept off number one by joe dolce
4: <laughs> oh <laughs> man you're still bitter about that yeah, justin i am i just can't move on no well you need to move oh, on no, but I I shut can't. up at your face yeah shut up what's the matter of you mm-hmm. hey i don't know respect mm-hmm. what hey. do you think you do hey. why are you look so sad Ooh. i don't know, hey. it's a not so bad Ooh. oh shut, shut up at your face, face. that was number one in this country when I was alive. (laughs) When I was actually alive. I was part of the world that bought into Joe Dolce. Can you believe that? You're a sad man. Justin, Justin, Justin. Lots to talk about this morning. Mm -hmm. And and later on, I will be probably about half past seven. We've had so many emails and so many nasty tweets and comments on forums and things. I have spoken to the boss. I am allowed to reveal the truth behind why there is a personnel change on this show. We will deal with it. We will deal Mm -hmm. with it once. And then we will move on and never talk about it again. Again, okay? We're all
18: professionals here.
4: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're going to deal with it. We'll be o- as open and honest as we can be within the legal uh, restrictions that have, of course, been imposed on us mm. um, and, of course, within the rules of Ofcom uh, and the courts of England and then we will move on and we will never address it again, OK? Yep, um, hopefully,
18: fair. that will be an end to the nastiness. Well, the thing is, you know, Ian, we, we, we like to be local and vocal every single day. I think we need to be honest with the audience about what's been happening exactly. and, uh, as you say, then uh, move on. Thank you, Justin. Now, big story, big story. Luton woman Runa Khan admits Facebook Syria terror
4: posts, okay? So a woman is admitted inciting terrorism in Syria by posting a picture of a suicide vest and messaging details of a route into the country on Facebook. Mm. Uh, and there is a picture of her outside uh, uh, court She's uh, got the full. Uh, I always get confused with the nick. I think that's a nick That's a nick So it's the full face veil. Part of it is camouflage design, and she's wearing sunnies. So yep. You can't. You, you can see nothing. Uh, she went. She went into court like that, and th- she proved it was her by exposing her face to a solicitor. Yes. That's, I find that. I find that strange and, and, and a, li- a little uncomfortable.
12: Mm. It's been a lot of discussion. A lot of discussion. People should be able to remove the veil in court, so that the judge and the jury should be able to see your facial features, because obviously, it's how a lot of people make up their minds about her. I think.
4: I think you should.
12: I think you should have to. There's, there you go. That's that problem solved. I along with On to the 100%. next one.
4: On to. Yep. And I'm, I'm all for people wearing whatever they want. If you wear the the niqab, in the I just think in a court of law, when 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 reading something, you're right. Reading someone's face is so yep. important to determine whether they're being honest or not. Right. I think you should see. do. Anyway, she um, she's being sentenced. She's pleaded guilty. She's being sentenced. Uh, and one of the conditions she was granted bail with conditions including not to use Facebook in any shape or form. What the hell does that mean? Because mm. she may she's probably closed down. Runa Khan. Mm page, but you can set up a Facebook. You can set up any Facebook. Or Uh, she could get
18: somebody to do it for her. You know, she she could speak to one of her friends, potentially, and say, can you set up this Facebook page? Technically, it's got nothing to do with her, but of course, she's fueling the fire by giving information to somebody else. I
4: find it one of the strangest rulings there is. Now, it's a big thing. It's a local story. I don't quite know, Justin... I want to talk about it, but I don't quite know how to how to get into this story. The story is presented to me as a locked box. I have several keys. I don't know which one to lo- to
17: use.
18: Well, I think what I'm going to do this morning... Yes. Um, she, she's going to be sentenced on the 9th of September, I believe. Um, I think what I'm going to do this morning is go onto the streets of Lewson and, and simply ask people, how does it make you feel when your town is linked to terrorism yet again? Here it's another negative story yep. about the town. May I just say right now that that I think Lucent is a fantastic town. We're talking about a small minority. Of of course course, we are. Of course we are. But it's back in the news for the wrong reason. So the question this morning is going to be, look out for me in Lucent. How does it make you feel when your town is linked to terror yet again?
4: I think that's a good one, Justin. Thank you. I think that's a nice way into the story. Um, and th- sh- shall, we, sh- shall we have a sweepstake on how long it will take for someone to phone in and say when a Muslim leader is going to come out and um, say this kind of stuff is awful? You can have your say on this story. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Phillips in South Norwood, uh, not talking about this, but talking about phone boxes. Yeah, you, the years ago, and there was a, a legendary disc jockey called Roger Scott. I used to... Roger Scott, right? Yes. I used to be friends with his son. I became friends with his son. I think his name was Graham. Oh, oh yes. Uh, uh, when we went to Kung Fu lessons together. Uh, all right. right, yes, and I used to go around to Roger Scott's house. Yes, I didn't have a clue who he was. Yes, and on the wall, he had all these signed albums by, by yes. some group yes. that I wasn't really familiar yes. with. He was a they were the Beach Boys, he had yes. loads of signed Beach Boys albums. Yes. All- it was Roger Scott! yeah. He was, a- he had an item on his show, he didn't like me, didn't he?
24: Oh, no, called the Phantom Phone Box. Oh, well, and what it was, he used to ring up a phone during his go. show, yeah, and he let it ring. Quite a while, and yeah. then he would tell people where the phone box was. Oh yeah! And if you were the first person to get to that phone box, yeah, then you know you would you come up. And there was a woman driving one day. She went past, oh. and she realised that's the phone box, and she pulled in the car. You know, yeah. rushed. To the she phone. pulled
4: off the road. Yeah.
24: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he was legend. He he he. Um, he did so many sort of inter- you know introducing things and on his. It's so in, in in a bit. Is that the word in? in he, he had original ideas.
4: <laughs> hey, Philip! Bless you, brother. Innovative is what you're trying to say. Philip in South Norwood, always a pleasure. Yeah, Roger Scott was a legend, and he used to interview some of the biggest stars. He was friends with the Beach Boys, and I would go around and say, he didn't like me, because I, um, I think I knackered his uh, bicycle pump once. Oh, Ian. Yeah, I know, and he had a go at me and he didn't like me. Once there was a really weird... It was this weird kind of house, right? It was his second wife, who was sort of younger than him and, and fit. And uh, Graham, if that's his name, the son, didn't get on with the, with, the, with the new wife, right? Anyway, and it was this weird kind of slightly hippie house where I could just turn up and go in and maybe Graham would be playing with the Spectrum, playing Ghostbusters on the Spectrum, and I'd go in and play. <laughs> so it was this weird thing where I went round there one day and I went in the house and there was, Graham wasn't there. And the, the, the wife was doing um, Jane Fonda Keep Fit, right, in the other room. And so I'm I'm, I'm. I'm. It's really awkward. I think I'm, I'm in this house now. I'm in like the games room, and she's in the kitchen d- doing Jane Fonda keep fit. This is really awkwardo. <laughs> I stayed there for an hour. I was too nervous to leave, and then I just snuck out of the house <laughs> through a secret route, through a different route, so that she would never see me. I was in a stranger's house for an hour. Let's put this out there. When was it, when was the last time you were in a stranger's house? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five.
13: Building up at the moment on the A1, the Great North Road, approaching the Black Cat Roundabout and those major roadworks, often causing delays through the rush. The M25 heading anti clockwise, very heavy at the moment on the speed sensors, between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. In Park Street, checking on the A414, and that's building a little bit around the Park Street Roundabout. And on the M40, do expect delays as there's a lane closed for some roadworks just at Junction 5 for Stoken Church. So far on the trains, everything. Everything looks to be moving well across the three counties. No reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Thank you. Well, there's a little argument brewing on Facebook about swimming in the Blue Lagoon. Go and have a look. Join in, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Facebook.com forward slash BBC Three CR. Let's get the news now. Hit Simon.
0: It's seven o'clock. The headlines, safety warnings being ignored at Milton Keynes Lake, Luton woman facing jail for encouraging terrorism and Commonwealth silver for Hertfordshire Sprinter.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: The emergency services in Milton Keynes are urging people not to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, but those warnings are being ignored. It follows the death of a 61-year-old man there last Friday and a woman being airlifted to hospital in a critical condition on Wednesday evening this week. These people were at the Blue Lagoon yesterday afternoon. To noon.
10: There is a current. It's not strong enough to catch you, grab you, and do something bad to you. If you know how to swim, then
21: you're safe. On the safety aspect, they could put life belts around, which they haven't done. All they're interested in is. Uh stopping people going in, but how?
9: It was only today we came and there was the no swimming sign, but it definitely wasn't up there last week.
0: A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. 34 year old Runa Khan from Maple Road West in the town posted a picture of a suicide vest on the social networking site and details of a route into Syria. She pleaded guilty to four charges at Kingston Crown Court yesterday and was told by the judge she faces a substantial custodial sentence. A 72-hour humanitarian ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is underway in Gaza. The truce, which began an hour ago, was announced late late last night by the UN Secretary-General Ban Ki-moon and the US Secretary of State John Kerry. The pause in hostilities follows 24 days of fighting, in which almost 1,500 people have died, the vast majority of them Palestinian civilians. Residents affected by the sinkhole on a housing estate in Hemel Hempstead, which opened up in February, say parking is adding to their problems. Restrictions have been relaxed on Woodend Lane, while part of it's closed off for strengthening. Aziz Abdur akib who lives there, says cars are being dumped everywhere and driveways are blocked.
1: People just, just dump in their car, you know, uh, and I can't leave my kids to play outside, because, you know, there are cars everywhere. You know, if they try to cross the road, you know, someone will knock them down, basically. He'd just been nightmare since the 15th of Feb.
0: The organisers of the Commonwealth Games have confirmed that an athlete has been tested for Ebola and cleared. A spokesperson for Glasgow 2014 said that when the cyclist from Sierra Leone fell ill last week, he was given tests for a number of conditions, but the results were negative. In sport, Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last night. The 20-year-old from Welling Garden City was second in the 200 metres, with England teammate Bianca Williams third. We beat
2: the Jamaicans, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a massive thing um you know people are always so quick to to write off the women's printers and um i think we've kind of come out here and and started to show that we can perform on this kind of stage and you know such a strong field so i think it's a, a sign of good things to come
0: and Hemel gymnast Max Whitlock bids for another medal today on the parallel bars. He already has three golds and one silver. The weather dry and sunny this morning, cloudier this afternoon with a chance of a shower, a maximum temperature 25 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
0: The first really rural community out of london
8: as you go northwards
3: and all this week we're featuring harpenden it's just a really pleasant town with lovely commons it's all about
2: where you live i say it's a great place to live i sound very lucky to live here
3: the big tour of beds hearts and bucks bbc three counties radio
4: Something. <clears throat> so we're just talking about Roger Scott and his son Graham Scott. I was thinking, oh, I'll get in touch with Graham. Let no, me have a, little bit of a look at little Google. I'll find Graham and get in touch and have a little chat. Oh, he died three years ago. Oh god. That's sad. Look, I've not seen him, I've not seen the fella for 25 years and then he pops in your head, oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Anyway, morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Four minutes past seven, it's the 1st of August, dear listener. The 1st of August, who'd have thunk it? Coming up, should people be stopped from swimming in open water? Several serious incidents in the past few weeks, three drownings. And, well, we're we're talking about the Blue Lagoon uh, on Facebook. And it's all kicking off with some people saying, well, if I want to go and swim there... I should be able to go and swim there. What do you think about swimming in public lakes, ponds, streams, rivers? A woman from Luton has been convicted of inciting people to fight in Syria. Does that make you sad that Luton is once again being linked to terrorism? I've never been in someone else's house when perhaps you shouldn't have been in there. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR or you can give me a call 08459 four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio Oh, we're talking as well
4: Lots of things today, and by the way, as as, as you know, and I I, I don't think I I ram this home often enough, or indeed hard enough, you um, can give us a call about anything you want as well, it's kind of an open door policy, we throw out these things to talk about, you're welcome to uh, hitch on to those if you want, or if you just, you know, you want to have a chat, or something you think we should be talking about, uh, then give us a call, 08459 455555, hey guys, it's August, it's August, that means it's nearly September, that means it's nearly Christmas, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Ridiculous. And I imagine lots of you, you, you want to go out and have a little cheeky swim somewhere. And some of you are more into swimming out and about than you are swimming in swimming pools. Well, in the past two weeks, there have been four serious incidents involving people swimming in open water across the three counties. 13-year-old Kyrese Marshall Francis drowned in the River Thames at Marlow a week last Tuesday. Two days later, 16-year-old Connor McCall died in Clophill Quarry. Then last Friday, 61-year-old Paul Alsop died while swimming at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley. And on Wednesday, a young woman in her early 20s was airlifted to hospital after swimming again in the Blue Lagoon. Her condition remains critical. Well, it's not illegal to swim in lots of these public places. Should it, should it be made illegal or should people be allowed to do it if they want? Our reporter Sophie Salaria spoke to some people and they said they haven't gone near the Blue Lagoon since these incidents.
9: We didn't go over there today because we saw the signage not to swim.
20: Yeah, we we were going
9: there and then we made a decision to come here because they couldn't swim anyway. And I'd already told the children they weren't going in swimming today because someone had died in there. Sam, so you're 12 years old. What do you know about the dangers of swimming in open water? Uh, You don't know what's underneath, if it's, like, muddy and dark. Like, there could be, like, weeds that can, like, trap your feet and then you can get, you can drown. So would you go in water without supervision? Um, depends, really. <laughs> if it's like like you can see the bottom, then I would. And how old are you, Oliver? Ten. Have you ever swum in a lake or open water? Um, a few times, just over at the Blue Lagoon before the person died. Was it cold? Um, yeah, it was quite cold, yeah. And what made you stop going in that water? Um, Your mum? Yeah, mum. <laughs> Have you swum in the Blue Lagoon? Yes. It was very cold and if someone did die in there, then I would be very worried. When was the last time you went in there? About a week ago. And how old are you? Eight
4: those people speaking to our reporter Sophie Solera we've been told that when the council officers went to warn people about the dangers of swimming in the former quarry they were abused basically told to jog on Lynn Roper is from the Open Swimming Society Morning Lynn Good morning Ian, it's the Outdoor Swimming Society by the way Thank you very much indeed and I would imagine that you uh, give a big thumbs up to swimming in uh, rivers and and ponds and public places like that
16: Absolutely we do Um, I would like to say first that um we're absolutely devastated by all the incidents that have happened um They are all tragic of course uh but our um, our position really is that there are so many benefits from swimming outdoors and the key thing is to actually be aware of genuine risks and currently uh, the way people seem to deal with uh, the perceived risk is, is to spread misinformation often it's the information they're giving is completely wrong and people are drawn to water as we see uh, from the recent sunny weather there have been uh, in some cases hundreds of people swimming in quarries and in rivers and it's about informing them those people about the genuine
4: risk solim what 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 are the real risks then
16: well first of all I think I think some of those children that um, Sophie spoke to were, um, were, were absolutely right there um, you need to be able to see what's in there. You don't want to get tangled up in something. There might be a shopping trolley, for example, in a river or a quarry. Um, You need to be able to get out of the water. That's really important. So um, if you jump into a river, bear in mind you might get pulled along a bit further before you can get out. Um, There are problems from cold. Uh, The the thing about um, lakes and quarries being freezing cold in summer in in England is not genuinely the case. It's uh, the water temperature tends to be in the lowlands between 15 and 20 degrees centigrade Um, you won't get hypothermia but your body does react to the cold Um, and one of the things you need to be aware of is that uh, cold incapacitation can affect you so you might find that the blood is diverted quite suddenly from your arms and legs to your core and it means that you lose your coordination and your dexterity and you might then suddenly realize you're in trouble because you've swum quite a long way and you can't get back um, and that's, that's a real danger and you can drown quite quickly, even if you're a strong swimmer, if you say swam across the quarry, so we would advocate really staying near the sides unless you really know what you're doing and you're acclimatised to the cold
4: Why are these people dying then, Lim? What, what What's going wrong there? Because we've had three people in the last couple of weeks in this area
16: Yeah, I think uh, one of the key things is, is to actually uh, specify who is dying and why and where, and there are some statistics on the National Water Safety Forum that are very interesting, that actually break those things down. Um, I know the case of Paul, I don't really want to speak about specifics, but no, I know this not. one has been mm. publicised as, as a, a possible heart attack by his family. Um, that's not related to, to being in the water. It couldn't be the shock of the cold. Well, I don't think uh, in that circumstance, I, don't, I mean, I don't know the exact uh, circumstances, no. so I can't really comment. You can, um, if it's really cold in winter certainly that would be that would be a threat so you wouldn't want to jump into cold water if you had heart disease Um, if it's in the summer it might possibly be a contributory factor but the main factor is probably that you have heart disease and you might die while you're driving a car so people don't say oh someone's died driving a car don't drive a car and it's about understanding what your personal risks are and taking personal responsibility
4: what are the rules in terms of swimming in public places? Are there
16: any laws? Well, it's a very grey area in England and Wales. In Scotland, you can swim pretty much anywhere. Um, and I think if you can gain access to the water legally, as in there's a right-of-way, hmm. um, you're normally okay to swim there. Uh, but a lot of these places um, are perhaps out of the way. So I, I think it's, it's about encouraging responsibility and watching your friends. And also, one of the things that I think is important is recognising when someone's in trouble, because it's often uh, the, the signs and symptoms of that are not actually what you would expect them to be.
4: We've heard in the instance of happening quarries that there is often often an undercurrent. Is that right? How does that work in a, in a sort of closed <laughs> place? It doesn't. There isn't one, I
16: think. Right. Um, the undercurrent thing, I think, possibly came from reservoirs, where in certain places in a reservoir, by the dam and where the water comes off, you can have a current when the equipment's turned on. Um, in quarries, it doesn't exist. And I'm, I'm wondering if perhaps the the signs of drowning, which are not screaming and shouting and waving your arms, you're tending to just flap around and... Um, and your mouth's going under the water so you can actually speak and it only lasts uh, between 20 and 60 seconds, and your hands are trying to push up on the water or grab the water. So you actually look as though you're treading water, and then suddenly you'll go under the water and you've drowned. And I'm wondering if that's perhaps part of where the myth has come from, that people have misunderstood what a drowning person looks like, and thought, well, they they were swimming fine and now they've suddenly vanished. uh,
4: With the Outdoor Swimming Society, do you have a list of, kind of, preferred places to go and do this?
16: We do have an interactive map at Wild swim.com um, and the idea is that, that our members and other people put their swim spots on there um, and one of the key things again is is local knowledge, it's so important to understand that the water that you're swimming in and because swimming has become, uh, I wouldn't say quite criminalised but close to in some places and there are stories at the moment of, of people um, being threatened with arrest if, if they swim in, in certain places that are local swimming holes and I think a lot of the information has become lost because it's, it's a bit of a clandestine activity mm. in a lot of places. So it's weird because when, when I was growing
4: up in the 70s and 80s, we were, you know, we were always jumping in rivers and things. Mm.
16: Well, that's it. And I, I mean, I grew up in, in North Devon um, in the 60s, 70s, and I, I spent most of my time in the water, uh, and and I learned so much from that. And I, I think you can't assume common sense, because a lot of people haven't had the kind of childhoods that we had um, in the olden days, if you want to put it like that.
4: We're very uh, old people Yeah, maybe. very old people. Please tell me you don't condone skinny dipping.
16: Um, well, I'm afraid I've done that. Oh, Lynn, <laughs> we were getting on so well, it turns out you're a deviant.
6: I know.
16: Yeah, I think it's, it's all about it's all about where you are, who you're with, and and what kind of you oh, know dear. fun you're into having, really. Oh, dear,
4: I see. Lynn, give us the website again if people want to have a little look.
16: Uh, wildswim.com is the is the Wild Swim map. And if you go to outdoorswimmingsociety.com, there is lots of information on there, including um, detailed safety information.
4: Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time there. Lynn Roper from the Outdoor Swimming Society. Your thoughts, please. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. When I was a kid in the seventies and the eighties, we were always not always, but quite often jumping into rivers. There was normally a a piece of rope tied to a branch uh, above a river, and people would swing on it and and fall off into the river. I have no idea how that rope got there, but we did that kind of stuff. What do you think? Some terrible, terrible incidents over the past few weeks. Should it be banned or? We just need to have a little bit more common sense. 08459 455555.
8: Let's get the travel news. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. Building up on the Great North Road approaching the Black Cat roundabout where the major Road works are continuing there. In Beaconsfield, resurfacing work taking place on the A40 London Road. Still so expect delays between Park Lane and Aylesbury End. The M25 heading anti-clockwise. There was an accident between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and Junction 16, the M40. Um, it has been moved on but it is causing delays now on the speed sensors. Taking a look so far at the A41 in Ellsbury. That's moving rather well. And no reported problems on the M40 so far this morning. It's looking good on the trains. No reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Nicola, thank you very much. 7.16, it's Friday the 1st of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The emergency services in Milton Keynes are urging people not to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, but those warnings are being ignored despite two incidents there in the last week. A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. And in sport, Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last night.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer across Beds, Hearts and Bucks.
14: I'm at Bletchley Park today for a very, very important special occasion. For me, being out of the studio is about putting faces to names and bringing to life all that's brilliant about Beds, Hearts and Bucks. If you know the high street here and you've never seen what goes on behind, you really should because
3: it's like a whole new world. Nick Coffer.
4: I think for my listeners, they get a chance to hear about places they may
14: never have visited. In fact, they may never have heard of. And also, they hear the stories from the people that bring those places to life. That. Is one of the mysteries of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade.
3: Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks, on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: It's kind of fun. By the way, about 20 minutes' time, 15 minutes' time, we will answer the tweets, the, uh, the, the emails, the, the comments on, on uh, Facebook and all other forums about what has happened, why you may be uh, hearing different voices on this show. We will, we will give you the truth uh, as best as we can within the Ofcom and, indeed, the legal framework uh, of this country. Uh, and then that'll be the end of it, hopefully and we can move on, and, and we can all start afresh as this ship sails out of harbour once again. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. lots to talk about. Uh, another Luton link with terrorism, uh, after a woman has been found uh, guilty of promoting terrorism on Facebook, of all places. She's been bad from using Facebook. Well, that'll teach her a lesson. Sentencing uh, is in September, but until then, she can't lo- use Facebook. That'll teach her a lesson. Does it disappoint you that... Um, Luton is once again linked with terrorism. Maybe you're not that surprised at all. four, five, five nine, four double five five double five. We're also asking about coincidences. Brilliant story in the papers today. This couple—they're getting married. They're going through some old uh, family photos, uh, and he—he's he, showing her a picture of his holiday and she, when he was about eleven. And she went, "Hang on a minute, that's me in that photo, and she's in the background." Wonderful story. Peter's on the line. Morning, Peter.
12: Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you. Brother. Thank
4: you, boss.
25: What you got for us? Uh, coincidences mm. uh, When I was 15 That was 1959 um, Raking around On
21: an old landfill site I came across a suitcase full of old Postcards and I thought Oh these look interesting Took them home, that's triggered off my Postcard collection oh. and I, I only collect North Kent between 1915 and 1925
4: That's a very specific collection To have Peter well, you could have millions and millions and millions of these things. Too true. Too true.
21: <laughs> However, yes, um, about ten years ago, my wife is uh, raking through all those that uh, I've collected but I haven't displayed, and she said, "Look at this! It's a photograph of our street and our house taken in 1915." Oh, beautiful! Amazing,
4: eh? Beautiful. <laughs> Peter, thank you for that. I told you about my coincidence the other day, mm. going into a house that I was looking to buy, about three miles away from the, the house I was living in, and there was a letter addressed to me Ooh. on the t- on the table. I, I love stuff like that. It proves to me there is no God. <laughs> so, those things prove to me there is no God. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So Others would look at it in the opposite way, but no, it proves to me that God does not exist. It is a human construct. Anyway, before we get too lost in that tangent, uh, 08459 four double five five double five. SYNCH Sinkholes, sinkholes, sinkholes. People in Hemel Hempstead say that since a sinkhole opened up in February, parking has become a nightmare. Parking restrictions have been relaxed on Wood End Lane, while part of it's closed off for strengthening. Residents set there say that cars are being dumped everywhere and their driveways are getting blocked, which is a very frustrating thing if you've ever had it. I remember a car parked in front of my driveway once and I went out and had a word with the fellow and he told me to, to yeah, he told me to get lost in no uncertain terms he got was getting to his car and drove said oh, excuse me mate don't park there I get out of <laughs> Anyway, Justin's been in the area. Morning, Just. Morning, boss. Just Get wants- out of it. Get out of Get it. Get out of it. What's it like?
18: <sighs> it's awful. Um, it's absolutely awful. The- this sinkhole developed on the 15th of February. Months on, the area is even worse. Quite simply, Ian, it- it's-, it's a building site. Uh, some people have moved back onto the estate. Some people are still in hotels. We, we hope the gas is going to go back on this weekend. Now, before we talk about car parking, Uh, with all the works that are happening there. This is what it sounded like yesterday afternoon outside people's homes. So you've got that noise. Fantastic. all day long yeah. and this sinkhole happened on the 15th of February. You'd have thought it would have been sorted out by now. As for the car parking, again, absolutely horrendous because some people have moved back onto the estate but those people that have moved back onto the estate, they can't park outside their front door because the area is still fenced off, which means that when you drive down Wooden Lane all the cars are stacked up there and some people have even had their walls in October, so uh, we're hoping this situation will be sorted out by September, but still a few more weeks of of hell for the local residents. It
4: just sounds like an absolute nightmare. I mean, you, you know what it's like if your neighbours are getting some building work done for a week, but to mm. have that constant racket.
18: Well, people said to me the other day, they said, why are you talking about the sinkhole? Surely that's been sorted out. Oh, no. no. It, it's still ongoing. Things are still happening there. Works are still taking place. People are, are still living in hotels all these months on. It's the Story which sadly isn't going away. Uh,
4: well, it, it, uh, it sounds like a, an absolute nightmare. Justin, don't forget if uh, you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Thank you very much indeed. Well, Aziz Abderraqaib is uh, one of those living on Wood End Lane and joins me now. Morning, Aziz. Morning. What's it been like for you?
15: It's absolutely a nightmare. Tell me why. Well, I normally work shifts, I can't sleep during the day because of the noise. I can't get into, sometimes I'm blocked, so I can't get into my, my drive.
4: And someone actually reverse and knocks my wall down.
6: Yeah, now tell us about
4: this. So, so the, the people are parking wherever they want. Yeah. They're, they're blocking your, is it a, a dropped kerb you've got? Yes, I have got a dropped kerb, And curb, they're, they're yeah. parking in front of that.
15: Well, uh, they're taking like a, a three-quarter of the entrance to my drive. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and um, on the corner, I should reverse from my car, my, my drive, but it's double yellow, and people are parking on double yellow, so I can't reverse to get out of my drive.
4: Uh, and someone knocked your wall over, did they?
15: Yeah, and, uh, well, I don't know who it was, but someone reversed back to it, knocked the whole wall down, and, uh, and just drove away. And when I called the highway, the they said, well, you have to be lenient with these people. Feel sorry for them.
4: Feel sorry for who? The fellow
15: that knocked your wall down. Well, they said because they, they think how I feel sorry for him. I said, who feels sorry for me? I've got to pay for the wall from my own pocket.
4: Must be very frustrating. Have you been given any indication of uh, when this is um, going to be done?
15: No. Not information whatsoever.
4: Probably going to go on until September. Have you heard that? No. Uh, The latest we've heard is is uh, so. I mean, Hearts of County Council have have refused to come on. Uh, They've sent us a statement, which is just it's just very long and ponderous. But the the key point for you is uh, Wood uh, wood Lane End is not likely to be reopened before the end of September. Please be aware that this is likely to change. That to me says after September.
15: Well, I I will put all my money on it. Probably it won't be till next year. Wow. Looking look at look the, look the state of it, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be open at all this, this part of this year.
4: At all. Is this when you, when you see them working, do you, do you think, I mean, are they working at full pelt? Could they be doing any more? I don't know what they're doing. You can hear the
15: noise all the time, and, uh, um, and they've just got a barrier. You, you can't pass them to see what's happening. And uh, when you talk to them, they're absolutely arrogant. They just said, oh, we're working, we're working. And we say, well, it's too much noise. How long this is going to take? Oh, you need to speak to the speak to the council. You know, so, you speak to the council. They don't know nothing about it.
4: Uh, Aziz, listen, stay in touch with us. I, I uh, can hear how frustrated and annoyed you are about it. Uh, it must be an
8: absolute nightmare. <laughs> Call 08459 455 555
4: BBC Three Counties Radio. If you hear your whisper, give us a shout. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number, should you wish to uh, give us a call. Let's have a little look at the front pages, shall we? We'll have... Uh, we'll give you the, 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 the... As much as we can, after the news at half past, about exactly what's been going on here, and why you're hearing some different voices, and why things are... Are moving in a slightly different direction, so stay tuned for that. And then hopefully we can end the uh, the, the well all the abuse that that some uh, that we've been getting on uh, Twitter. The front page of the Times: Cost of Afghan, Afghan rebuild on scale of the Second World War. Uh, and there is a, a picture of uh, what's going on in Gaza. The Guardian God, I was having a right row with some idiot on. um Twitter, and I, I, I realised I was having a row with someone on Twitter. Once you once you're having an argument with someone on Twitter, you know that all hope is lost. Some fella who said that I um, uh, uh, said that Israelis enjoyed children dying, and that they weren't allowed, they shouldn't be allowed to defend their own territory. Not what I said at all. What I said was I don't. I've seen far too many de- dead kids in this uh, this story uh, in in Gaza, and that maybe, maybe, maybe what the uh, uh, Israelis, Israeli army were doing was perhaps disproportionate. And that maybe, maybe, maybe sanctions should be imposed on them until they stop. But you know what, do you know what America, and I think us, I may be wrong on that, do you know what America and us are doing, Paul, instead of imposing sanctions? What, what is that, Ian? We're selling them more weapons. Oh. They, they, they just put in an order for more weapons. Instead of us going, well, no, we're selling them, and it may just be the Americans, I need to check, I think we're involved. We're selling them more weapons. Hmm. Isn't that nice of us, huh? Hey, guys, that must make you feel proud. Uh, The Guardian, there there is some little ray of sunshine. Israel and Hamas agree. Truce, three-day pause in fighting. Uh, It comes as death toll exceeds 1,400. Uh, The Independent, English patient set for £300 million genetic revolution. That's a really boring story. (laughs) Well, I was just checking, thinking, am I missing something here? Yeah, not really. It's a really boring story. Uh, Killer driver on two mobiles. We might have a look at that a little bit later on in the Daily Mail. Um, And let's see. There's a cure for cancer they found in the Express. Good for them. And the sun really is um, doing itself no justice at all. Kerry agony at ill fiancé. She weeps as cops cuff him. Kerry who? Kerry Katona. Kerry Katona watched in tears as cops cuffed her fiance after he had a meltdown in the road outside the home. That's the front page story on Britain's biggest selling newspaper. 08459 oh, five, 455 double, 555.
8: Double, Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 Luton Spur building at the moment between Junction 10A for the Kidney Wood roundabouts and Junction 10 at Luton Airport. In Brickett Wood looking rather heavy moving on the North Orbital Road just at Junction 21A for the roundabout there. In North Watford it's looking rather slow on the A41 North Western Avenue um, just at St. Al- at St Albans Road. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise rather slow moving on the speed sensors between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. The Barnet bypass. Looking rather heavy, heading southbound between Stirling Way and also Mill Hill Circus. So far, looking at the trains, everything's running well. No reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards,
4: BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 7.30, coming up, we'll find out exactly what's been going on here and why you're hearing different voices and why some voices have disappeared. And then that will be the end of that. Let's get the news here, Simon.
8: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 7.30. The headlines, the emergency services in Milton Keynes are urging people not to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, but those warnings are being ignored. It follows the death of a 61-year-old man there last Friday and a woman being airlifted to hospital in a critical condition on Wednesday evening this week. A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. 34-year-old Runa Khan from Maple Road West in the town posted a picture of a suicide vest on the social networking Site and details of a route into Syria. And a 72 hour humanitarian ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is underway in Gaza. The truce began two hours ago. Three Counties Sports,
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last night. The 20-year-old from Garden City was second in the 200 metres in a personal best time, which put her second on the UK all-time list.
2: I'm just amazed at the moment. I'm kind of in a a big world of shock. Um, I mean, I, I came in ranked second and I just had to kind of perform and actually do it, and I'm so, so absolutely over the moon. This crowd is absolutely incredible. You know, everyone wants to kind of... Everyone wants to see you, everyone wants to speak to you, and it's just, yeah, it's an amazing atmosphere. Turn <laughs>
0: And Hemelhamster gymnast Max Whitlock took his tally to four medals, three gold and one silver, with victory on the floor and second place in the pommel horse he bids for another medal today in the parallel bars. With the start of the new football season just over a week away, teams are completing their pre-season fixtures this weekend. Tomorrow Watford host Italian sister club Udinese and MK Don's 11 goes to Brackley, Luton hosts Peterborough, Wickham go to Barnet and Graham Westley's Stevenage are at home to Coventry. At the moment it's three home draws to start pre-season and although people Will say, you know, it's um, Premiership opposition, Championship opposition twice. We really need to start winning here. The boys have got to get used to winning at home. Uh, this has always been a place where we've won a lot of football matches over the years, and it needs to be a place where we do that again. And in cricket, James Anderson could be given a maximum four-test ban at an ICC disciplinary hearing this morning following an altercation with Indian all-rounder Ravinder Jadeja last month. Anderson says the case has been on his mind during the third test, which England won yesterday.
4: Obviously has, um, but I think once I got out on the field, there was only one thing in my mind, and that was to take wickets and try and help us win this game of cricket. And thankfully, I've, been, I've, I've done that pretty well this week.
0: BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight.
4: 08459
0: 455 555. BBC
4: Three Counties Radio. Kells, I've got some bad
8: news for you, mate.
4: Hi. Got some bad news. Hi, boss. Got some bad news. Good Morning. Yeah, people are talking about you behind your back. Oh, again? Yeah.
9: What, What have they been saying?
4: Bad stuff about you. Again? Haven't they, Paul? Yeah, yeah, oh. that's right. I've just said we've got instant messaging system here that's very secretive.
17: Oh yeah,
9: and
4: uh, you know, people can send you instant messages, and it's and no one else knows about it. Paul Scoines has sent me an instant message during mm-hmm. the show; just flashed up. Oh, and make a, a, slip, a sip of this delicious coffee.
12: Ah, this You're coffee welcome. is flipping awful, says Paul Scoines
17: Oh, Aye. hey,
12: mm. hey. the way you the way you say that Ian makes it sound like I'm ungrateful.
9: Well, the way you... Yeah, now I think about it, he didn't say thank you. Yep.
12: Yep, yep, yep. The way okay. you wrote it with a swear in does sound ungrateful, Paul. It, uh, I, don't, I wasn't making a comment about the fact the coffee was made for me. You said this coffee is flipping. He didn't say flipping, Joyce. <laughs> Hello.
23: Hello. Awful. Uh, Ian, how's your coffee?
4: It is absolutely fantastic. Out- I'm going to have another little sip. It's delicious.
23: Sounds nice.
11: Oh.
4: Yeah.
12: Delicious. That's really. Oh. Thanks, Ian. Delizioso. Mm. Thank you, it's, Kelly. It's you're not welcome. it's it's very strong. It's very strong. Oh, coffee.
4: you're lightweight now, are you? You didn't say this coffee is very strong. You said this coffee is flipping awful.
9: I said to Scoines "How's your week been working on breakfast?" And he said, "Early." I said, "Okay." Yeah. So I thought I'd make him a nice strong coffee.
12: Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Actually actually second mouthful it
4: it it gets next better. round kelly it just makes your job a little bit easier doesn't it it really
6: does it yeah. really
4: really does now let's get this face on paul could you um, who is the gentleman who's been sending those tweets let's read some of those tweets what's his, what's the fella's name i don't want to name him uh, okay well can you can you send can you can send me s- those tweets send you the tweets <clears throat> yeah okay, I listen, listen. The astute amongst you will have noticed there has been a slight change, very minor, borderline insignificant change that has taken place uh, to the show recently. We used to have uh, a female producer whose uh, name was uh, Catherine Boyle. She is no longer on the show. She's currently not on the show. Paul Scoynes is the current producer of the show. Now, lots of you have been sending us abuse and emails. Let me explain exactly what happened. Uh, Catherine uh, broke two... two uh, Sorry, Catherine broke the rules of broadcasting twice. She did it twice. Uh, she made... Um, and I've been given permission by the boss to say this. She made uh, an inappropriate reference to semen. Yes, please. I think we can actually play the clip. If we dig the clip out, I think we should be able to play that. She made an inappropriate reference to Philip Seaman Hoffman, the actor. Uh, and she also, um, well, she also said something else which I can't allude to, because that is just too rude. Now, once is fine, twice really is. Poor, poor show. So... With immediate effect, Catherine was removed from this show. Um, she is undergoing uh, not only a works tribunal, but there is uh, an investigation. Once a complaint, the way radio works, once a complaint is launched by the listener, and if that listener then decides to make that complaint legal, then it has to go through the British legal system. So, Catherine Boyle is not producing the show. Paul Scoynes is producing the show. I think he's doing a cracking job. He's settling into it very, very
12: nicely. Let's, uh, let's make this an end of the abuse, shall we? I've sent you the uh, the, the tweets, Ian, let's, on your email. Let's yeah, have a
4: little I'll, look yeah. from uh, some of the tweets that Paul's been getting. Lino says, I've got to say, Paul Scornes is doing a great job producing Ian Lee's <clears throat> show. I can't remember that woman, Cindy, what was it? Neil says, how can you say that? How can you say that? Paul's voice is so... A little bit of punctuation, Neil. How can you say that? Paul's voice is so dour, dour, and boring, with no sense of fun or humor Unlike I'm Catherine, get her back, please. Oh, Catherine, says Lino, that was it. Bit cheeky, she's still using 3CRK in her Twitter name. Neil says, it's supposed to be a breakfast show to wake up, not send them back to sleep. Show some enthusiasm, it's dull. Uh, and Neil finally says, the banter is okay, but you just start enjoying it. Then in comes the dour doer. Boring voice of Paul and kills it stone dead, no funny mill. Right, we've answered the questions. Don't know what he's talking about. Oh, mate. We've answered the questions. Let's get on with it. Let's enjoy it. Let's have a great future, guys. Let's win some more awards. Let's do some great radio. And remember, this did happen.
3: Oh, this thing about um, Philip Seaman, Seymour hot <laughs>
4: <laughs> You've just got to be so, so careful... When you're working in radio, I think we should. This clip should be sent to all of the local colleges that teach radio, uh, and people should uh, certainly pay attention. Never make a mistake like this.
3: Oh, this thing about um, Philip Seymour (laughs) Hopped. Hope that answers your questions. Let's play one of these. Call
4: 08459
8: 455
3: 555.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio
4: is in Great morning, Joyce. Hello, I J- thought you'd forgotten me. Never, Joyce. I, how could I ever forget you? You're the <laughs> woman of my dreams. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. What have you got for us this morning, Joyce?
26: Oh, first of all, I didn't like that first song you played when you first started this morning.
4: Which was the first one this morning? I
26: don't know what it was, but it was very dour. Yeah, the, the, the,
4: the Rolling Stones. I don't
26: know what it was, but I put it on and oh. I listened to you when you first come on, and I thought, oh, that's not for me getting
4: up. Oh, was it a bit yeah, dour? Oh, that was mind. XTC. Never mind. Wrapped never in mind. grey. Oh, never mind, never mind.
26: <laughs> Going on to the gentleman who was talking about postcards um, oh, yes. earlier on. Yes. Um, I was down at our uh, library, at Marsh Road, and I wanted some postcards of Luton to send to America because they send lots of things from there and I thought we, we should do the same, you know, promote Luton. Yeah. Anyway, I only got one. One. One postcard. And when I looked at it, um, you know Wardown Bridge, the half arch? Yes. Well, that's what struck me, first of all. I thought, well, there's one. That's Wardown Park. Yes. So anyway, I said, have we got any more of those, please? Yeah. So, uh, no, there's only one we've got, you know, and all the rest of it. But anyway, that's not the point. We we haven't got enough stuff going on here. Right. And the thing being, what? when my grandson came up, he lives at Bedford. Where,
4: where are we going with this?
26: Yeah. yeah? And he said, Nanny. Yes. That's not Wardown Park. That's Bedford. Oh! And look, he said, "There's me." What? Getting on the punt. Oh! On the right-hand side, right in the far the... corner under the bridge, and there was this punt, and the man a with what? His the punt the boat okay yeah yeah and this chap was helping them get on the punt yes. uh, with his big stick and everything he said look with and, big there's, stick. <laughs> and he said look he said and there's and i forget the name he did say yeah. but he knew like your name there's ian standing there helping us on the boat oh. and so my grandson was on the picture on the postcard
8: isn't that funny?
4: I couldn't believe it. Isn't that funny?
26: It was so lovely, and I. But we must promote Luton Mob in the nicest possible way. Please.
4: Well, there's this story of this naughty woman who's been promoting naughty woman is there's an understatement. Mm. Uh, b- been promoting terrorism. Oh, so it's awful. another it's another Luton link with terrorism, that's and that's awful. what that's what people focus on, isn't it? Now that's we right. know we know the Luton's a decent place, and there are lots of de- de- decent people in there. That's right. But it's these kind of things that, Make that It, bad, it gives others. it bad press, doesn't it? It
26: does. It does. And if they don't like it, please leave the country and zip it up. Thank
4: go you, away. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. 08459 555. Now, unions have hit out at plans to close three schools in Dunstable, claiming there will be a need for more school places in the future. Central Bedfordshire Council meets next month to decide whether to close Brewers Hill, Streetfield and Ashton Middle Schools. It says the schools are no longer financially viable. Well, Warren Kenny is a regional officer for the GMB union, which represents school support staff. Morning, Warren. Good morning. Uh, how can you be so sure that the council have got their projections for school places wrong?
21: Well we've been making, sorry I'll just give you a bit of the background, we've been making representations to the council for at least six months and we've been doing that based on actually their own figures. Uh, they commissioned a report with the Clinical Commissioning Group which measures birth rates. Uh, they, they, they produced this last year which forecasts the demand for pupil places over the next five years which showed uh, a significant increase year on year for, for demand for those places for, across all age ranges. Um, we put this to the council at an open meeting at the uh, Grove Theatre in Dunstable and we also put it to them at the executive in May. These, uh, th- these proposals or our arguments to keep the schools open were rejected and dismissed out of hand. Um, the schools themselves put forward uh, they, what they believe to be credible business cases to keep them open. So we went away from the executive meeting in May and started to have a a closer look at the statistics. And we've sourced information from the the, uh, Department for Education and the the council's own schools organisation plan. And when you start looking at the figures a little closely, what it actually shows is for the next two years, their sums do add up. Um, So they would have a a credible uh, case to close these schools. What it doesn't seem to show... In the wider uh, 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 plans that are being put put across by the council, is that by 2016, this actually leaves us with a deficit, um, and the, because of the increase in people demand, we you know we're going to have more uh, uh, demand for places than those that are going to be available in the area. So then, why are the council closing them? I think that's a question you can going to have to ask them. I mean, you know, we, we've put across what we consider to be uh, very credible arguments to keep these open. And when you do look at the wider plans uh, to expand the area, including the North Hatton Regis urban extensions, they're they're forecasting that there's going to be 2,000 new dwellings built by 2018. And their own schools organisation plan claims that to meet that demand, they're going to have to build four new primary schools. Um, It also suggests that by 2032 there's going to be uh, over 6,000 new dwellings built in the area. So, you know, it begs the question, is this really the time to be closing, uh, you know, schools in the area? Uh,
4: What's planned for when the council meeting takes place? uh, August the 19th, is it?
21: Yeah, that's the next executive. Um, My understanding is that's when, you know, the the, the final say will be uh, put forward by the executive as to whether to close them or not. I I know that they've issued statutory consultation notices now which they're obliged to do. Um, we, what we'll do is we'll make representations, further representations to the councils, detailing all of the stats that we've got and we've managed to source from the Department for Education. And we hope that the council will give this, you know, a very, very serious rethink because we believe that there, are, there is a credible grounds... To, to keep these
4: schools open. Warren Kenny, thank you very much indeed. That's um, Warren Kenny, uh, Regional Officer for the GMB Union. Let's go to Mark and Bletchley. Morning, Mark. Good morning, Ian. Mark, what you got for us?
24: i just like to say thank you uh, to you and your production team for explaining. Um, uh, Catherine uh, Boyle's situation. I think it's pretty sad, really, uh, this day and age. I know uh, you've got rules and regulations, but uh, I did listen to the podcast. I had to listen to it twice to try and pick up because I've, I've heard worse. But uh, Well, uh, I'm, like I'm sure
4: say- that those people were, were, were when we, we're kind of straying in le- into legal territory, I'm sure the situations where you've heard worse, um, uh, those people lost their jobs.
24: Well, I, I thought it was a joke, and I, I, no. I, I couldn't believe it. No. And, uh, you know, i would followed Catherine since the Gardening Phone-In show. And, yeah, uh, she's I've
4: had a long, a long in inverted commas, career, and it's just a shame that, you know, a slip of the tongue muffed it up for her. And it's a lesson I'll, to everyone, isn't it, really?
24: It is. I would still support, as I say, I'm a pretty, you probably know me, I'm a pretty loyal listener to a lot of radio stations. Ra- ra- local radio is my life at the moment. And uh, I, I don't like to see people having bad times. You no. know, people behind the scenes, people that work behind Thank producers yeah. and radio engineers and everything. So I just thanks for for you know for putting that out anyway because I, I couldn't I couldn't see the faults. No. I couldn't see it, and I'm, I'm not I'm not the brightest penny in the back sometimes. And I no, I, know. I thought I can't see it, but uh, anyway, uh, obviously thanks to the management for uh, for letting you. Um, to, to talk about it, and I suppose we'll
4: just move on and wish Catherine Boyle. 08459 um, uh, oh, four double five five double five is the telephone number. Mark, thank you very much indeed. Uh, I appreciate your continued support, and uh, we wish, you know, well,
8: I guess we wish that Catherine learns her lesson. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio rather slow moving on the Great North Road at the Black Cat Roundabout at the moment on the speed sensors the M25 heading anti-clockwise rather slow moving between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40 in Boreham Wood it's looking very heavy at the moment on camera on the Barnet Bypass Um, heading southbound between Stirling Way and Mill Hill Circus also quite heavy on Great Cambridge Road between Bullsmore Lane and Southbury Road so far taking a look at the trains and there is uh, minor delays on the Metropolitan Line between Harrow-on-the-Hill and Watford. That's due to an earlier signal failure. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties
4: Radio. Thank you very
8: much. Across beds, hearts and bugs.
13: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Whoa! Who put the wrong beds in there? That freaked me out a bit. Who put the wrong beds in there, Kelly...
12: On the phone, she's dealing with uh,
4: Yeah, she's, yeah, she Kelly's, Kelly's avoiding the fact that she told me to press stop, and that then took us into the wrong news break, guys. Don't worry, I can fix this. Hang on a second. Oh, have we done that? No, hang on. Travel news. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, so we stop that, and then we get. Oh. Three, four, hang, on. hang on, hang on, hang on,
0: hang on, hang on. Erotic party operations.
6: If you hear a whisper, if you hear a if you hear a whisper if you hear a whisper, oh hang on a minute, hang on a
4: minute. Ah! 525,60 minutes. Hang on, hang on, hang on,
25: hang on. One of them came up against me, I couldn't touch it. I'd like to sacrifice you. Do
5: you like Lady Gaga? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang
4: on. Yes. We've got a green food bin, I think. The fact I'm saying, I'm, I think, <laughs> shows how important it is in my life. <laughs> Hang on.
7: If you hear a whisper, give us
4: a shout. Got it. 7.48. <clears throat> A little bit of computer problems there, excuse me. We managed to sort it out. These are your headlines. The emergency services in Milton Keynes are urging people not to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, but these warnings are being ignored, despite two incidents there in the last week. A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. And in sport, Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last night. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. (laughs)
20: Good morning. We've got a few showers around today, but they're quite isolated, so we won't all see them. But uh, there could be some heavy ones in there, Uh, but also sunny spells. It does start to cloud over a little this afternoon, though. And we've got a bit of a breeze, a southerly breeze today, with temperatures reaching 24 degrees Celsius. Tonight, we've got rain coming up from the continent. That could be fairly heavy, quite thundery as well. Um, Temperatures down to 15 degrees Celsius, so it's another warm one. And tomorrow, showers on and off through the day. Again, some heavier ones within those Um, starting to clear later on though and there are some sunny spells in between so it's not all bad news by the evening it could be quite pleasant really with temperatures up to 23 degrees celsius and on sunday it's all cleared so we've got a fine largely dry day with sunny spells monday sunshine with just a couple of showers and then heavier showers again on tuesday that's latest forecast BBC Three Counties Radio's big
3: tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The town itself is absolutely
8: beautiful. The first really rural community out of London as you go northwards.
3: And all this week we're featuring Harpenden. There's a good community spirit. Everybody would dream to live here. Inviting everyone to where you live. Set in the
12: countryside of North Hertfordshire. It's
3: got
10: history and it's uh, got
3: modernism as well. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it.
2: I say it's a great place to live. I say I'm very lucky to live here. Wonderful, full of friendly people, real community spirit.
3: The Big tour of beds, hearts, and bucks.
5: I like going to Harvard and visiting my grandparents.
3: From BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: 08459-455-555. Oh, five, 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 five. There's all you can also go to the Facebook page. It's kind of kicking off on Facebook this morning. This story about the Blue Lagoon and um, there being signs put up saying basically don't swim here. Danger, no swimming, do not enter the water. Well, um, a lot of you are kind of gring and say, well, if you swim there, you're an idiot. A lot of you are saying, well, hang on a second. If I want to swim there, I'll swim there. You can't stop me. I'll go through the Facebook comments uh, in a little bit. But if you want to have your say, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Now, a woman from Luton has been convicted of inciting terrorism in Syria by posting a picture of a suicide vest and messaging details of a route into the country on Facebook. Runa Khan sent messages about the route from Turkey to Syria uh, to an undercover police officer. Well, Justin, I I wasn't quite sure... I knew this was a fascinating story. Mm, mm. I didn't quite know how to, uh, to tackle it and how to get into it. But you've come up with a cracking uh, little question, haven't you?
18: Yeah, some uh, interesting, and let's just say uncomfortable, audio coming up here. I've been on the streets of Luton this morning asking people, how does it make you feel when your town is linked to terror yet again? It's another story linking Luton. Well, uh, Ian, here's what people had to say. Uh, what can I say? I mean, we expect this thing, don't we? We expect these things. So you expect it. How sad is that? Very sad, unfortunately. It's the day
11: of the way of the world, isn't it? Uncertain, unhappy and afraid.
23: Disappointing. It's absolutely disappointing. You're trying to build up the town town, and people like her are just putting it back down again. It's terrible. Um, When you see friends
18: from different parts of the country, when you say you're from Lucerne, because I'm sure they will be seeing this story online, they'll be seeing this story in the newspaper. They must say things to you about where you live. They must do, surely.
23: Yeah, they say, how can you live in a town like that? I said, no choice. It's where I work, and I can't drive, so I can't travel. So, yeah. Or you just don't tell them you're from Luton, so... Really? Yeah, <laughs> you don't tell them. <laughs> it's got that bad? It's got that bad, yeah. It's embarrassing to say, oh, I'm from Luton, or oh, from that place, oh, OK. <laughs> Even my son moved out of Luton because he'd had enough of it. So now I have to see him. I have to go to Milton Keynes.
7: So you're sentencing this lady. I don't think it's right. I don't agree with that. Why don't you agree with it? Because she's inciting terrorism. By My friend, what do you seen the biggest terrorist has happened in Israel? Are you a Jew? Am I Jew? Yeah. No, I'm not Jewish, no. Yeah, that's probably, well, you're supporting the Jews, you know, supporting the... Supporting the Jews, am I? Yeah, my my friend, you should talk about Israel. Mm. That's what is happening, the worst thing. But we're talking about this lady at the moment. No, 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 don't talk about this lady. Lady is innocent. How is she innocent for for posting pictures of suicide vests on on Facebook? Anybody you can make it, anyone you can make it, Mm. is uh, a terrorist. You can make me a terrorist, Mm. if you want. But no, are you? <laughs> but what do you call when I support the lady? You can say you are a terrorist supporter. You can say that, but I'm not. Well, she's a mixed media. Media, mm. media is always wrong. Are we? Can I prove? Yeah, because media. When some of the was fighting for the America, he was a good man. He was a holy man. When he went against them, he was a terrorist. You tell me you are the media. Media people's black, was called put but the people. that's does matter law. what I think. She's admitted. She's admitted this. What she admitted was if, if she admitted terrorism in Syria. She's admitted to
18: inciting terrorism. She'll be sentenced it, on the it, 9th of it, September, it, it, and you it, think it. she's innocent, even though she's admitted it herself?
7: You're going to link me with the terrorists? No, of course, I course I I'm not. not. I'm during, I don't... I don't... The first thing, yeah. and the media, media tells the story one side. They don't tell the story. And I'm about just that. asking for your opinion as yeah, a lusonian about your town a, being linked my, to terrorism My Sarazen opinion, again. my opinion. She's living in a democratic world. democratic world gives the people right to do, do what they like to do. They don't like to do, like, a killing. She's not killing, is she? Is she? You tell no, me. You really think she's done nothing wrong? No, my friend. I'm not saying she's done wrong or right. But she hasn't done any killing, has she? So as long as you don't kill people, you shouldn't my go to prison. Friend, Is that what you're my saying? F- my friend, I'm not saying she should have killed. So what are you but, saying? democratic yeah. Democratic world. You have got right to speak. Gosh. Uh, mm. He raises some interesting points. Yes. A, a
4: lot of it was was rubbish. Mm. The whole thing about the media supporting the Jews and all of that nonsense, for goodness sakes, come on, guys, it, we're, not, we're not in a fifth-form mm. conspiracy theory class. Absolute nonsense. Uh, well, you know, uh, you're, you're supporting the Jews, you're the media, the media are always wrong. Well, the media get it wrong sometimes, they're not always wrong.
17: Mm.
4: He does raise an interesting point, though. Obviously, she's she's, she's pleaded guilty to, to this. I, I don't know the full details of the story, and I've looked into this as much as I can this morning. Uh, She was telling people how to get into Syria and how to join the fighting. Now, is there? It's illegal. It's that's been made illegal. But Mm. is there ethically anything wrong with that? If people, but I've I've said this on the show before. If people believe in a cause so much they are prepared to go and fight for it. That's not necessarily a bad thing. There have been examples in history: the, the, the Spanish uh, Civil War, that the French, uh, the, 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 um, the, 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 during the Second World War, what were they called the French Resistance, mm. people going to fight with people in foreign lands
18: well it's her belief clearly she's very passionate about this she will be sentenced on the 9th of september i suppose it raises the issue Um, yes she was on social media Um, she was on there posting pictures of uh, suicide vests and and details of a route into the country but as that man said she hasn't actually killed anybody so sentencing her in his belief that's wrong it's an interesting one, just. Thank you for that. I wasn't expecting you to get something like that this morning. Mm. But uh, there you go. People are very passionate in and, and Of course, they're uh, back in the news for the wrong reasons, and certainly everyone's got an opinion. Right, well, Justin, off you go. You go and support the Jews and uh, do some uh,
4: manipulative lying um, production, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you very much. Speak to you later on. I mean, uh, when you hear nonsense like that, let's, let's take the nonsense about supporting the Jews and the media is always wrong and making everyone... Let's, 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 let's push that to one side, because that's obviously nonsense. But let's listen to the core of what that gentleman was saying, uh, that this woman has done nothing wrong. Now, she's she's pleaded guilty, OK? She, she, she was caught red-handed giving information on how to get to Syria and posting pictures of suicide vests. Not particularly nice image. But uh, we've had this conversation before, and I guess we keep coming back to it. If someone believes in something so much that they want to go abroad and fight for that belief... I, I don't. I personally don't necessarily see anything wrong with that, as long as they then don't come over and uh, having been radicalised. I don't actually know what that means, uh, but then don't come over and then start shooting and blowing up people in this country. If they are going to fight in a war on a side that they believe is just, hey, remember about three months ago when David Cameron, the Prime Minister, wanted us to go and drop bombs on Syria and uh, uh, Assad. And he was the enemy, and he wanted us to go and fight Assad. So why do we criminalise uh, people that also want to go and fight Assad? It's really confusing, and it's—I I can't quite get my head around it completely. Isn't the world an unpleasant place at the moment? Isn't it just? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Do you think what this woman has done is wrong? Is she a criminal? Let's uh, let's let's throw it out like that. Woman has uh, posted uh, suggestions and tips of how to, and a route of how to get to Syria to fight, and given the names of various organisations that you might want to join if you wish to go and fight. Is she a criminal? Isn't she just doing what David Cameron wanted to do a few months ago and was voted down? 08459 oh, four double
8: five five double five. <laughs>
13: The M25 heading anti-clockwise rather slow moving on the speed sensors between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. In Watford it's looking rather slow on Exchange Road just around Upton Road on the sensors at the moment and checking on the camera the Barnet Bypass heading southbound rather slow moving between Sterling Corner and Mill Hill Circus and also looking rather heavy in Enfield on the A10 the Great Cambridge Road between Bullsmore Lane and Southbury Road so far taking a look at the trains and minor delay on the metropolitan line between Harrow-on-the-hill and Watford. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Just had a tweet. Our own government wanted to go go to war in Syria, but now people are going to prison for going to war in Syria. It's sickening. I bet you don't read that out because your mouth is full of what? Oh,
8: dearie me.
3: Local
4: and vocal
3: across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, safety warnings ignored at Milton Keynes Lake, Luton woman facing jail for encouraging terrorism and silver medal for Hertfordshire Sprinter.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: The emergency services in Milton Keynes are urging people not to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, but those warnings are being ignored. It follows the death of a 61-year-old man there last Friday and a woman being airlifted to hospital in a critical condition on Wednesday evening this week. Also last week, a teenage boy drowned in a quarry lake at Clophill in Bedfordshire. Lynn Roper from the Outdoor Swimming Society says the cold water can suddenly affect the body.
16: You might then suddenly realise you're in trouble because you've swum quite a long way and you can't get back. Um, and that's, that's a real danger. And you can drown quite quickly, even if you're a strong swimmer, if you, say, swum across the quarry. So we would advocate really staying near the sides unless you really know what you're doing and you're acclimatised to the cold.
0: A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. 34-year-old mother of six, Runa Khan, from Maple Road West in the town, posted a picture of a suicide vest on the social networking site and details of a route into Syria. She pleaded guilty to four charges at Kingston Crown Court yesterday and was told by the judge she faces a substantial custodial sentence. Mixed views on the streets of Luton this morning.
23: It's absolutely disappointing. You're trying to build up the town, town and people like her are just putting it back down again.
7: You should talk about Israel. That's what is happening, the worst thing. that we're talking about this lady at the no, moment. No, 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 don't talk about this lady. Lady is innocent. She's not killing, is she?
0: A 72-hour humanitarian ceasefire between Israel and Hamas has begun in Gaza. The pause in hostilities follows 24 days of fighting, in which almost 1,500 people have died. A teenage boy will be sentenced today for the rape of a 14-year-old girl in Luton. The boy, who cannot be named for legal reasons, attacked the girl at Lucy Park in January. He's already pleaded guilty to rape and grievous bodily harm with intent. David Cameron has announced an investment of £300 million in public and private funding for a genetic research project which aims to revolutionise the treatment of cancer and other diseases. The plan is to create 100,000 complete genetic profiles over the next four years by mapping de- DNA from patients and some of their relatives. In sport, Harviches sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last night. The 20-year-old from Wellingarden City was second in the 200 metres, with England teammate Bianca Williams third.
2: We beat the Jamaicans, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a massive thing. Um, you know, people are always so quick to, to write off the women's sprinters, and um, I think we kind of come out here and, and started to show that we can perform on this kind of stage. And you know, it was such a strong field, so I think it's a, a sign of good things to come.
0: And Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock bids. For another medal today on the parallel bars, he already has three golds and one silver. The weather dry and sunny this morning; cloudier this afternoon, with a chance of a shower. A maximum temperature twenty-five degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk/slash-three-counties.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts, and bucks. There's a good community spirit. It's quite a big town, so it's not like a little village. It's all about where you live. Wonderful, full of friendly for real community spirit. And all this week, we're featuring Harpenden. I don't think there's any particular part that I really dislike.
2: Harpenden is a really friendly community and town.
3: The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give us a call, I'll give the details in a little bit. We're talking about swimming in public places. There are some people that want to ban it. There's some people saying, oh, come on, guys, grow up. It's swimming in public places. We've gone a little bit health and safety bonkers. You can give us a call on that. The thing I really want to talk about is this Runa Khan. She's the lady who's been uh, admitted guilt, pleaded guilty to, um, well, terrorism offences. It's a fascinating story. From what I can read quite work out what she's done wrong
8: 08459 four double
4: five five double five Across beds, hearts and bucks
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
4: Let's have a little look at this shall we By the way if you, you missed the last 10 minutes of the show you missed Cracking Vox from uh, Justin talking to people Luton. This is from the BBC website. Luton woman Runa Khan amidst Facebook Syria terror posts. Let me read some of this. Bear with me. Indulge me. A woman has admitted inciting terrorism in Syria by posting a picture of a suicide vest and messaging details of a route into the country on Facebook. Kingston Crown Court heard Runa Khan, 34, of uh, Luton sent messages about the route from Turkey to Syria to an undercover police officer. It's not in... Illi- it's not illegal, Paul, is it, to go to Syria, is it's
12: it? It's not illegal to go to Syria.
4: We it? have a Syrian friend whose family occasionally go to Syria. Yes. So that, that bit's not illegal? It's not. OK, it? all right. I'm just, I I'm just want to try and work this out. She pleaded guilty to four charges of disseminating terrorist publications between July and September 2013. She's due to be sentenced on 9th September. I su- suspect that's a key part. I wish that went into a little bit more detail. The court heard the mother of six posted a picture on Facebook of a suicide vest with the words, sacrifice your life to be in Islam. The court was told in September, she posted, sisters, if you love your sons, husbands and brothers, prove it by sending them to fight for Allah. Don't you want them to enter Jannah? Don't you want them to prepare for your, your palace in Jannah? I'm assuming that's that's uh, heaven. The next day, she posted, sisters, role in jihad off the battlefield. Hearings also told on the 13th of September, Khan sent messages to an undercover officer, describing a path into war torn Syria, and the name of a group in the country to join. Hmm. I'm trying to get my head around it, and I can't quite. She uh, she pleaded She pleaded guilty at Woolwich Crown Court to uh, engaging in preparation of terrorism acts. She's been granted bail with the conditions: you don't use Facebook. All right, well, fair enough. you don't use Facebook, that's easily avoidable.
12: I've got some details here about uh, what incitement to commit terrorism in the UK actually involves. And it's according to the Terrorism Act, it says that the action must be designed to influence government or to intimidate the public or section of the public. The action must be made for the purpose of advancing a political, religious or ideological cause, which you could argue, indeed, that was. And Say that, is, read that again, read that again. The action must be made for the purpose of advancing a political, religious or ideological cause.
4: That's war. That, that, that's war. And what is happening in Syria is, is a civil war of advancing a political cause in as much as they want to overthrow the, the, the corrupt regime of Assad.
12: The other possible prosecution for incitement of terrorism is incitement to commit an offence overseas. It's quite a specific area. Well, well this, yeah, this says a woman is admitted in inciting terrorism in Syria. A person incites another person to commit an act of terrorism wholly or partly outside the United Kingdom. The motives discussed that we just talked about there must be present.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Then you get into the definition of what is, is is terrorism. It's a confusing one. From what little I've seen, from these few paragraphs from the BBC website, I can't quite work out what this woman has done wrong if she is uh, th- 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 telling people how they can go and fight for something they believe in and if she's kind of using it you know th- th- using the, the the religious language to make that point uh, you know I, I don't quite buy into that but some people do but if she's telling people to hey listen if you if you believe in this and you want to go and fight then this is how you do it is that really is that really a crime or am I being naive here? Oh, wait, four, five, nine. 455, double, 555. Double, I need your help on this one to kind of explain it to me and to help me get my head around this. From what I've read, she's a little bit naive. Uh, she's been quite forthright in her language, but I can't quite work out where the criminal offence is in this. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number If you could give us a call on that please uh, uh, And let me know She's been naive, yeah She's put it on Facebook, right, okay um, As long as she's not saying Hey, go over to Syria, learn how to use bombs and guns And then come back and blow people up in Luton As long as she's not saying that Then I don't think necessarily There's a problem with it Or is that me being too naive? 08459 four double five five double five.
3: Call 08459
8: 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Milton Keynes are
4: continuing to ignore warning signs by repeatedly swimming in the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley. In fact, council staff have been abused when handing out warning leaflets. It follows the death of a 61-year-old man at the site and on Wednesday afternoon, a woman in her 20s was airlifted to hospital. Her condition is critical. Well, the leader of Milton Keynes Council, Peter Marlin, joins you on the line now. Morning, Peter! Morning. People are ignoring the signs. Why is that, do you think?
27: Um, I generally think that people don't think that it can happen to them, and that they're invincible, I think. You know, people never think they're going to be a statistic, do they?
4: We spoke to a a woman from the Outdoor Swimming uh, Association earlier on who who thinks that that there is a lot of... um, Scaremongering around this, and that as long as you 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 follow some basic principles and you are a strong enough swimmer, there is nothing wrong with swimming in public water. Well,
27: there is never a safe way to swim in open water, particularly the Blue Lagoon. You know, I think people that get in the water when it's thirty degrees uh, temperature and the water can be down at minus water, uh, sort of one degree, two degrees. Your body just can't take that sort of shock. It's never safe. You know, there's things under the water and we can't keep you safe.
4: So are you are you saying that, that, that there should be an outright ban on people swimming in public waters? Um, what I'm saying
27: is that there's clearly been two incidents in this, in this open water in the past week. I think there's been seven across the region. Um, we cannot keep you safe in open water and it's absolutely insensible that people should swim in this water and that anybody should give advice. The only safe place to swim is in a swimming pool.
4: But Peter, Peter, listen, I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. We were always jumping in and out of lakes and rivers and and, and things like that. Is this not a little bit, and it's, it's a very lazy phrase, but I'll use it as a shorthand, is it not a little bit nanny state to say you can't ever swim in public water? People have been swimming in public waters for centuries.
27: Well... I don't think that it's the case at all that we we'll are being in the nanny state after two incidents in the week and as I say, I believe there's been seven across the region. I don't think it's helpful to be promoting the fact that swimming in open water can be safe. As far as the council is concerned, as far as our partners are concerned, it can't be safe and the only safe place to swim is in a swimming pool. It's,
6: it's, a, little swimming bit, pool.
4: it's, it's a little bit fear because it, it can be safe, can't it? Because a significant number of people do swim in the water and they are safe.
27: There is no way that particularly the Blue Lagoon can be safe. We can't keep you safe. No, but people you know, do swim in no it and they are safe, aren't not, they? There's no lifeguards there. It's absolutely not safe. And, and, in, and in fairness, the, the statistics... Of the past week show that it can't be safe, and it's not very sensible to be giving people advice that it can be safe.
4: Well, no, but Peter, it, it, you, you're wrong. It can be safe, and yes, there have been two terrible, tragic incidents. But but it, it's been proven it can be safe because a significant number of people are swimming in there and are coming out alive and well.
27: Well, as I say, people don't want to be a statistic. Do not swim in the water. Or. All the advice is don't swim in the water, you know, there are eddies, there are currents, there are things under the water, the water is 60 feet deep, you know, you can get into trouble, just don't be the statistic and don't promote swimming in open water, it cannot be safe.
4: Well, uh, again you're saying it cannot be safe, but but, but there is evidence that, that, yes, while there have been tragic incidents, it, it can be safe because a significant number of people are doing it, Peter. What what, what abuse have uh, members of the council been getting when they go and hand out their leaflets?
27: Well, members of the council haven't been abused. I think what happened was when the lady unfortunately was being extracted from from the blue Lagoon on Wednesday, um, some fire service went down there as part of our safer mk partnership and it was then that was, it was them that were being abused um, and as I say, when people are handing out information, you know you can get disease from the water. the water is very cold, there are things under the water and and people take that people can take that advice or not but you know don't react in the way to offering friendly advice by by telling them to go away in a very inappropriate way you know and and they were being abused but it wasn't council staff it was it was the fire service um
4: would you never consider putting uh life uh, swimming guards there life guards um, there no it's a nature reserve you know the water is 60 feet deep it can be as cold as
27: one degree it's very, very dangerous. It's open water, and people just
4: shouldn't swim in it. Uh, Darren on Twitter says, uh, after the, uh, the lady from the o- Outdoor Swimming Society, ref- in reference to swimming, she was spot on. People have no common sense. Uh, and there are a few people on Facebook as well saying, I love swimming. I'll carry on uh, as usual. If you can't swim, don't. It's simple. Um, and a, f- uh, a few other people saying that if they want to swim, th- they'll carry on and ignore your signs. What's, what's your, what would you say to them, apart from don't swim?
27: What I would say to them is don't be a statistic. People don't think it can happen to them. Yeah. It can happen to them. You know, it, the, the, yeah. the spread of people over the past week who have been got into difficulties clearly shows that no matter how good a swimmer you are, no matter how much you think it won't happen to you, it can happen to you anybody can get into difficulty, don't swim in open water. Do we
4: know the percentage of people, that, the, the, the number of people that do go swimming there, so we could then calculate a percentage of how many people have um, died? I don't, I don't think that's helpful at all. It would be very, well, statistics what, aren't helpful. What I, what, I
27: think, what, what I think is that nobody can swim in the Blue Lagoon and open water and stay safe. Don't stay safe. It's actually really, really dangerous.
4: Peter, thank you very much there. Peter uh, uh, Marland, um, who is denying the use of statistics in uh, helping to prove an argument, of course. That's uh, leader of Milton Keynes' council. Um, he, he's wrong, isn't he? Because people... I'm, not, I'm Listen, I'm not encouraging it either way. I'm trying to have an open and frank discussion about it. I'd love to have heard him going uh, head-to-head with the outdoor swimming woman. Boy, oh, boy, that would have been a conversation. But people have been... So I wouldn't go and do it, but people have been safe swimming in open water. Um, so, uh, yeah, these, why these tragedies are, 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 are tragedies? They are awful, 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 awful. And I'm not in any way demeaning what's happened and the pain that has caused those families. Well, let's, let's put it to you. Let's ask you the simple, two simple questions. Would you ever go swimming in public water? And has what's happened in the recent weeks changed your opinion?
8: 08459 four double five five double five.
13: The M1 Luton Spur looking a little bit busy in patches between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport as those major roadworks are continuing there. In Enfield, the A10, the Great Cambridge Road, that's looking heavy on camera, heading southbound between Bullsmore Lane and Southbury Road. It's easing off a bit now on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. Taking a look at the trains, there's minor delays at the moment on the Metropolitan Line Between Hammer on the Hill and Watford. That's due to a signal failure. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Thank you very much. 8.17. 8.17. It is Friday the 1st of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The emergency services in Milton Keynes are urging people not to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley, but those warnings are being ignored despite two incidents there in the last week. A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting f- uh, messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. And in sport, Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
13: On Sunday, some of the best local Asian acts all come together in one place. From classical dance to modern dance, we've got fashion, what's latest in Indian design. The Luton Mela is one of the biggest festivals supporting local communities in the eastern region.
7: Mela, the word itself means gathering, and it's part of uh, the Asian culture and tradition.
13: And BBC Three Counties Radio will bring all the highlights to the whole of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Bangra is a very energetic form of dance. It's a farmer's dance, basically. We'll be there soaking up the atmosphere. And from 6, I'll be live from Wardown Park to let everyone enjoy the event.
1: And they're reflecting the East and Western fusion as well in the music that they play.
13: Yasmin Khan, live from the Luton Mellor, Sunday from 6, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459
3: 455 555.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, deary me. Hey, little Boogie Woogie. Hey, yes. Well, it's Friday. Oh,
4: it's
14: Friday and it's the 1st of August. Oh, happy I forgot August that. Happy August. White Day. rabbits. Yes. Yes. All right, my mum. I, uh <laughs> I'm hoping this nice weather's going to continue into August. I was chatting last night. We were all saying, yeah. isn't it just lovely at the moment? No, it's too hot. Oh, God, I knew you'd It's have... too hot. It's lovely. No, it's not. No,
4: I want a tropical rainstorm. A warm rainstorm would be nice. Yes, and then more sunshine. No, and uh, then it can get cooler and cooler and the nights can draw oh, in. Oh, don't. Why are you always such a misery about... Christmas, it? it's Christmas. Another rock and roll in Christmas. I hate the cold weather. Oh, you're so... We, we, we could never be married for many, many reasons. But, but the, the main one is because of our differences in body temperatures.
14: <laughs> That's the main one. So I'm afraid, okay. Jonathan, it's off. Uh, the fact that uh, the current Mrs. Lee might have one or two things uh, to say yeah, about that it. That
4: could be sorted out.
14: <laughs> you What's reckon? on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone. Well, we're picking up on this story that you've been uh, you've been discussing about the Muslim woman from Luton who's pleaded guilty to encouraging terrorism on Facebook. Oh yes, but she appeared in court wearing a niqab. Uh, the niqab is, of course, the Muslim veil which covers everything but a person's eyes. 34-year-old Runa Khan was allowed to cover her face as her barrister had already confirmed her identity. The mum of six, who'd posted pictures online of a suicide bomb vest and a route into Syria, was photographed outside court wearing dark glasses and a full black veil with military camouflage just above her eye line. Well, the photo has left some readers online asking why she wasn't required to show her face when in a British court. Well, from nine this morning, I want us to have this debate. I want to hear your views. I'm genuinely interested to to hear from you whether you think Muslim women should be allowed to wear the veil in court. Walking down the street, it's one thing. Yep. But in a court of law, should it be acceptable for the defendant to stand there completely covered up? Without being able to see any of their face, is that acceptable? No. Next question. You don't think it is? No, I don't think it's
4: acceptable, no. That surprised you, didn't it? It did surprise me. No, I don't think it is. The the face is an important... When you are reading
14: people uh, to find out if they're telling the truth or not, it's important to see their full facial expressions, of course even if you you already know that that person is the person that's yeah. that's being charged yeah. even if it is not relevant to the to the the case itself because she wasn't giving evidence she'd already pleaded guilty she was just standing there and she was having the uh, obviously obviously her sentence read to her yeah if there's a real problem, erect a screen. You get
4: screens in courts, don't you, sometimes, if the victim doesn't want to see the uh, perpetrator. Get a screen so that the, the, the
14: judge and any other relevant people can see the face, but the, the, the rest of the room can't. So would you, you'd say the same if it was a, a Muslim woman who wore the veil who was up for some kind of driving offence? Yeah. Shouldn't be allowed to wear it? No. Oh gosh! Well, I think this discussion is going to be interesting yeah. from nine this <laughs> I morning. You, there, didn't you I? have. Yes, yes, I, th- I yes. thought you'd be defending. No, uh, no. no, the court of law, I think, is, is, is different from any other environment, and I think there are certain things that have to be respected there. Well, coming up from nine this morning on the big phone, and should Muslim women be allowed to wear the veil in court? I'd like to hear from you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five.
3: Call 08459
14: 455 555.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459
4: 455 555. Craig's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Craig. Morning, Ian. What, what have you got for us?
25: I'd like to talk to you about the swimming. The swimming? Yeah. 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 Um, I ran into difficulty uh, many moons ago um, in, the, in a, in a, in the, a lake. And background on me, I'm a national swimmer. I swam at national level for Scotland many, many years ago. Yeah. uh, And I've done swam, I'm a powerful swimmer, confident in my abilities, but even I, when I swam in a lake, or a loch as it was in Scotland, um, ran into difficulties and it was purely on the basis of the change of temperature. My body went into shock and I lost almost the full ability of my limbs. It was just. The fact that I did not panic, that I managed to get myself into um, safety again. Now, I'm a, for somebody who can swim and is very good at it, I'm not into difficulty. It means that anyone can suffer. You put yourself at risk when you swim yep. in waters that's unknown. It's as simple as that.
4: You, you do put yourself at risk, of course. I, may I suggest that a lock in Scotland might be a little bit chillier than, than some water here? Would that be, would that be fair?
25: Um, Yeah, but the point being is uh, uh, when you're swimming on the surface of the water, the surface of the water is more or less the same temperature as it is in a lock as it is in... a lake. It's more or less the
4: same. I, I, I wish, I wish that um, the uh, the gentleman from Milton Keynes Council had uh, had been on at the same time as the lady from the Open Water Society. I would have paid top dollar to have, have heard uh, him speaking to Lynn Roper because she swims in open water safely and successfully. So what's yeah, she do- what's she doing differently then?
25: What's she doing right? I think it could be that she is she is being cautious. She is basically staying on the surface and close to the shore. And she is basically... You can actually, from the shore, see the currents and how the water flows. You can see the ripples and the effect on the water. You can see currents, how they flow through the water. If you do that, you actually help give yourself a better chance. If you swim into a current that's got a different change in the temperature, that's when it hits you.
17: Yeah.
4: And and listen, Peter Marland from uh, Milton Keynes Council there, I I, I think he went away with the impression I am saying, hey, everybody, jump into the nearest lock and the nearest pond. I'm not in the slightest at all. I wouldn't do it. Uh, All I'm saying is, hey, can we have a debate about this, please? Can we ask questions? Because people do it, so let's find out why they're doing it. And and you make the good point. Um, uh, uh, That lady is probably very, very sensible. She doesn't go too far out. I would imagine that she makes sure she's got someone with her. uh, And she, she takes sensible precautions.
25: Yes, and, and but, even st- but even still, she's still putting herself at risk. Of course. Because all things being equal, you're going into waters that's yeah. unknown, and therefore you do not know what's below it. Yep. You can get from one day to the next, the, 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 the bottom can change. Craig, uh, you're absolutely right.
4: And I just want to clarify this, because I think Mr Marlin may have gone away slightly confused, and hopefully I can clarify it. not anyway, any saying, hey guys, let's all go to the Blue Lagoon and jump in. See you there for skinny dipping at midnight. I'm not saying that in the slightest. I certainly wouldn't do it. Certainly wouldn't let my boys go and do it And if parents are letting 8 year olds go and do it Well then that is ridiculous But people are doing it Despite the fact that there have been deaths So We can have the conversation As to why those people are doing it And why those people are do- How are those people doing it successfully And why are they doing it 08459 four double five five double five Is the telephone number Martin's in Luton Morning Martin Good morning. What do you reckon Good morning, yeah, um, going back a few years, I had a friend
19: and he was into deep sea diving and basically he said to me, do you want to come over to the Blue Lagoon with me, he said "And I'll, show, I'll take you diving, so I said sure, yeah, we went and hired all the equipment, we had all the proper gear from the local shop, we went over there and I went in and virtually as it went away from just a few feet away from the shore, the actual drop was incredible. Yeah. Um, We went down, and I went down with him. He sort of held on to me, because I weren't a diver. And um, there's boats, and God knows what in the bottom. Anyway, I was only in there about three or four minutes, and I looked up, and I had to come back up and get out. I was scared to death.
4: What were you you scared of, Martin? Why was it so scary? It was the actual
19: depth. Right. It's just so far down. It's beyond belief when you look up. I mean, if, they need, if, if people want to swim in there, I mean, I don't know if it's the same all the way around from the bank, but where we went in, it was a virtual straight drop, yeah. just as soon as you got into the water. If there are areas where where it's banked, like, um, I don't know, like the sea, for instance, where you walk out onto the sand, then them areas need to be flagged off so that people can go in and swim. I've
4: had, I've had a, 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 a tweet here, and this has really opened up uh, a, a, quite an interesting um, debate. Uh, mm. we, we spoke to Peter Marlon from Milton Keynes, uh, and someone has just tweeted me, uh, th- th- Peter was saying don't swim in open water, the sea is open water. Is he saying you can't swim in the sea?
19: Well, this is it. The difference is that, as I say, when you go into the sea... It's banked, isn't it? You don't have a, di- a straight well, there,
4: drop. Well, it, it, it depends. Some, some coasts, the, the, it, it's banked a bit, then there is a significant drop. Suddenly, you know, you, you're, you're up to your waist, and then suddenly you're over your head. You know, there can be a drop once you get a little bit out. Yeah, true. Um, but, I mean, that's in and people, like- and people drown in the sea, even though there are lifeguards there. Should we never go swimming in the sea? I don't particularly... <laughs> I, flipping hate swimming in the sea. is a horrible thing to do, but we can't ban that, can we?
19: No, 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 indeed, no. I mean, you've got to be a confident swimmer. Yeah. But all I can really say is, after I've been in there myself and actually seen the sheer depth of it and how quickly the depth comes upon you, that scared me. And that's as a confident swimmer.
4: Uh, thank you very much, Martin. Depth comes upon you. Sounds like a, a, a film. 08459 four double five five double five is the phone number. Let's let, Let's put it out to you. I just have to reiterate this again, because there are some people who won't get this. I'm not saying, hey, guys, see you at the Blue Lagoon for a midnight skinny dip." I'm not saying that at all. I ain't going to go in there. I'm not recommending you go in there, but there are people going in there. And it would be interesting to know the number of people that go in there and the number of people that have died or got into serious trouble. Then we'd have a percentage. and I think that would be a useful, at the very least interesting, probably a useful statistic to have. And there are people... That are going swimming in there. So instead of criminalizing them, let's try and understand them and work out why they're doing it. If you're one of those people, give me a call. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel. <laughs>
8: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
4: BBC
13: Three Counties Radio. It's looking a bit slow on the sensors on the Great North Road, um, just at the Black Cat roundabout as those major roadworks continue there. Take a look at the M25 heading anti-clockwise. There is one lane closed at the moment. That's between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. Um, There's a broken down vehicle there causing delays. So far, looking at the trains, minor delays on the Metropolitan Line between Harrow-on-the-Hill and Watford. That's due to an earlier signal failure. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The emergency services in Milton Keynes have been abused after urging people not to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley after two incidents there in the last week. A 61-year-old man died there last Friday. A woman was airlifted to hospital in a critical condition on Wednesday evening this week. A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. 34-year-old Runa Khan from Maple Road West in the town posted a picture of a suicide vest on the social Social networking site and details of a route into Syria, and a 72-hour humanitarian ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is underway in Gaza. Three Counties Sports,
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Harvester sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last night. The 20-year-old from Welling Garden City was second in the 200 metres in a personal best time, which put her second on the UK all-time list.
2: I'm just amazed at the moment. I'm kind of in a, a big world of shock... Um, I mean, I came in ranked second and I just had to kind of perform and actually do it, and I'm so, so absolutely over the moon. This crowd is absolutely incredible, you know, everyone wants to kind of, everyone wants to see you, everyone wants to speak to you, and it's just, yeah, it's an amazing atmosphere
0: in here. And Hemelhemster gymnast Max Whitlock took his tally to four medals, three gold and one silver, with victory on the floor and second place in the pommel horse. He bids for another medal today in the parallel bars. Also today, Usain Bolt is due to make his first appearance in the relay heats, and Tom a Tom Daly is in the synchronised diving. With the start of the new football season just over a week away, teams are completing their pre-season fixtures this weekend. Tomorrow Watford hosts Italian sister club Udinese and MK Dons 11 goes to Brackley, Luton host Peterborough, Wickham go to Barnet and Graham Wesley's Steve Nidge return to Coventry. At the moment it's three home draws to start pre-season and although people will say, you know, it's... Um...
8: Premiership opposition, championship opposition twice We really need to start winning here The boys have got to get used
0: to winning at home uh, This has always been a place where we've won a lot of football matches over the years And it needs to be a place where we do that again And after helping England to victory over India In the third test, pace bowler James Anderson Faces a disciplinary hearing today Over his alleged clash with India's Ravinder Jadeja during the first test Anderson faces a maximum Four test ban if found guilty BBC Three Counties News and Sports The next full bulletin is at nine Call away. 8459
4: 455
6: 555. BBC right. Three Counties Radio. Two
4: things... You can call in, by the way, about anything you want. That's how this works here, for goodness sakes. You, if you don't know that by now, then you will never, 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 never know that. Yeah. Uh, so two things that we're talking about, really. The, uh, the Swimming in open waters. Public waters, open waters, I'm not quite sure what we call them. But basically, a few serious incidents, including death... Couple of deaths of, uh, in the local region. So, do we ban swimming in open waters? Really? Is that the way forward? People are doing it. The Blue Lagoon, where people have died. People are doing it. So, let's find out why they're doing it. Let's ask. This has got some. This has divided you a lot. Let me just read some from Facebook pages. Some saying we should we should outlaw it. And these people are idiots. Some saying, "Hang on, do what you want to do." Uh, let me get a couple of these comments uh, here. Trudy says, there are too many idiots who just don't understand. Dick Turpin says, anyone who swims in there is an idiot. It clearly says no swimming. Um, you'll always get the daredevils who think it won't happen to them, says Jill. Uh, Relo says, those signs are useless. The people that died clearly could not swim. If people got hurt here and now, they sent let you swim, then you might as well put sign up on beaches because more people die there. If you can't swim, then don't. Martin, two incidents out of how many hundreds of people swimming there a year. Maybe the council could put some floating pontoons around the middle so if people get tired, they can stop for a rest. Howard, thousands of people swim in open water. Uh, it's called the sea. These were isolated incidents, regrettably, and sounds like a change of temperature made the body go into a shock. As a kid, we always swam in rivers and still here to tell the tale. Um, Steph says swimming is included in the curriculum Um, Idiots, children will copy, says Ruth Uh, People have no respect for rules, says Nettie Just had an email, let me see what this email says from Paul Ah, Paul from Stevenage, Okay, Ian, I don't even know why this subject is being debated Unfortunately, sometimes people drown swimming This will always happen I believe it is time for the individual to take responsibility for themselves It's nobody's fault but the person swimming And it's not up to the state to dictate what we can and can't do so we're talking about that. We're also talking about this woman from Luton who has pleaded guilty to terrorism charges by, uh, on Facebook, putting a picture of a suicide vest and giving people d- directions of how to enter Syria and what groups they should organise if they want to fight. I am struggling to see exactly what she's done wrong. Legally. Legally. Morally and ethically, uh, it's a slightly different thing. Legally. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Sam, stay there. We'll come to you uh, talking about the, the the woman from Luton in a second. But before that, on the subject of uh, of swimming, uh, Glenn's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Glenn.
28: Morning, Ian. What you got for us, Buzz? Well, open waters. There are there are two types of open water in in, in regard to lakes. There are natural lakes there are there are a natural uh, the depth is gradual as it goes out towards the middle yeah and and if somebody is is struggling to to swim they can start to swim back to the shore and and hopefully eventually they would end up touching the bottom and be able to walk out yeah the problem the problem with quarries is it's a quarry they are worth to have a sheer drop of the wall so if anybody starts to get into trouble You've got nowhere to go. You can swim like mad. You could be three foot away from the edge, but if you can't put your foot down, you eventually you will sink. So yes, the blue lagoon and and anything like that is dangerous and should be cordoned off to prevent this happening. But an, an, a normal lake, you know, that's where people go fishing and stuff. and I've done it. Um, it's is fine because they're they're no more than about six foot deep. The
4: thing with the blue lagoon is uh, it, it, it's massive. So it, it would if you cordoned it off. People would still get through there, and people would still do it. If it's so dangerous there, Glenn, and people have died, why do you think people are still swimming there? Is it because they're idiots and they don't know how dangerous it is? What, what
28: is it? I think it's youth. I think it's the really youth, isn't it? You know, you've said you've done it, I've done it. You don't know the best until,
4: until it happens to you. Or, or, or. Glenn, I'm going to let you go, because your phone's breaking up. We've got your point. Youth. It's interesting, isn't it? And it, 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 if we go to what back to what Peter Marlin said from Milton Keynes Council, then you wouldn't be able to swim in rivers and in, in lakes because he doesn't want any swimming in open water. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's confusing, this one. I'm trying to get my head around it. Open water is the sea. So what, you're saying you can't swim in the sea? Um, lakes are safer to swim in than quarry pits. Of course they are. And it's... Is it not about being sensible? You know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, and you make sure that there's someone there with you, and if you're struggling, you get back. I don't know. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Right, on the subject of Runa Khan, uh, Sue's in Welling. Morning, Sue. Good morning. Sue, what have you got for us today?
10: Um, right, on the subject of what that lady is doing is wrong, can I put it to you in stages? Yes. What I would like to say is the law in Britain is... It's black and white. It either applies or it doesn't. So whether um, it's got one one law applies to everyone. So that you understand that, don't you? That it's not you can't just say, well, it doesn't apply to me. But um, if I was to say, putting this, this is horrible. But if I was to say to somebody that I knew hated you, oh, I know where he lives, and that I can I can tell you how to break his door down, and you can go round and kill his kids and his wife and him or you did the same to me, that would be wrong, wouldn't it?
4: That, that would be to wrong, Sue, yes. Somebody, that would be wrong. To
10: enable somebody yes. to do something like that is wrong. If it's, You can understand when it's your children or your, you know... And, yeah. I, and, I
4: can see where you're going with this analogy. It, yes, it's not working, it, but it, carry on. It was, <laughs> it's not working.
10: Um, it'd be the same if it was... My family yeah, okay. is with What's that going to, to do with people? That with, I mean,
4: what's that got to do with telling people how to get into a country that's that's having a civil war?
10: It's just because it's somewhere abroad. It doesn't make it right. But no, but it's it not. It's, it's, but if so I encourage somebody, say I knew somebody was drunk and they were just like, wrong let's no. So let's
4: not have any more analogies because I, I don't wrong, get them. It, it? It, no, but what, you, what you're what you're comparing the two things? Apples and lemons. Apples and lemons. You, this woman, Runa Khan, was not saying, "Hey, there's a guy in Syria, and if I'll give you his address, and you can go around and kill his wife and children." The, the, what Runa Khan is saying is, "There's a war there's going lots on." Of
10: guys in, in, in Syria. Sorry. What she's saying is, "There's lots of guys in Syria." There are I'll lots of guys you in how Syria. To get yes. There and, go,
4: and yeah. Yeah. To how to go I and will join tell in? You have
10: to go around and kill them. That's what she's saying. The point no. is, it's not. It's not Xbox that you can just say or oh, go and kill them. It doesn't matter because they're they're just pixelated. These are human beings that she's yeah, encouraging war. somebody to kill. Well, it's a war. She's in, uh, she is in, and I don't it doesn't know. Doesn't that- matter, does it? If it's wrong for somebody to kill your kids, yeah. it's wrong to somebody. <sighs> To kill Syrians. What about.? Or Syrian what, well, hang on. She's it's not. She's boring.
4: not. Like, Sue, she's not saying going over there, go over there and kill Syrian kids. I don't quite know how you've extrapolated that from well, the limited information that we have. David Cameron, three happened, months ago, three months ago, of course it happens, it's war, and it's, and it's terrible. Three months ago, David Cameron wanted us to go to war. With Syria and wanted and us to. He was
10: voted down and, because
4: but, it's wrong. Well, no, it's no, 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 no. So he was wrong. voted down Sue, He was voted down not because it's wrong. He was voted down because people thought uh, a) we couldn't afford it, and b) that, n- that no one would ever get voted in again because people are are, are tired of war. Uh, but um, your your prime minister wanted to go and drop bombs um, on on Assad. He 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 is considered to be our enemy. So why is it different if people believe so strongly in this war? Why should they not be allowed to go and fight in a war?
10: So you say you can go and kill anybody? No, I'm not saying. No, I'm if not you saying. You well, I don't know okay, when you. I don't know when you heard that. To go to war? No, you're saying that if <sighs> if you believe strongly about something, you should go somewhere and kill people.
4: No, Sue, I'm not. Is that,
6: is, Sue, you're, well, you're, you're saying
10: if you believe. Sorry, did you not just say? If you believe in war, if you feel that strongly, you should go
4: there. If there is a if there is a legitimate war going on, and you feel so strongly about it, then uh, you surely—why would you not have the right to do that? People in this country have been going to fight in wars that have very little to do with this country for centuries, and it's only—it's only. So is that it's only right? Is it right to say to somebody, go and kill someone in another country? Sue, I don't don't quite know how you're joining joining the dots. What about the Spanish Civil War? So many people from this country went and fought for, and indeed again, the fascists in the Spanish Civil War. Should should they have been criminalised? We're not talking about the people.
10: We're talking about the people that are saying, go and do it. If you have a strong feeling, that's up to you. If somebody says ah, oh, I know what I can do. I can get people that weren't going to go and fight or might have gone and fought but won't. Yeah. I'm going to show them the way to do it. Yeah. In the same way as if you're down the pub and your mate's drunk and he's annoyed with somebody. They go not punch him in, in the face that, of the annoying. That doesn't
4: work, Sue. That doesn't work. It's a really bad analogy, and I'm trying to steer you away from that because you're doing yourself no favours. You've got quite a good argument, but the analogy isn't working. You know you could just get a flight to, to Syria, pretty much. You know you know, Syria's not completely closed off. You can go, And there are parts of Syria that are actually all right where there isn't any fighting going on. Th- there are normal cities and towns. So these people, if they want to do it, they'll they'll just book a flight to Syria. This is true. Thank you. Sam's in Luton. Morning, Sam. All right, Ian. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right, mate. That's good. Uh, this woman you're just speaking to,
27: she doesn't know what
4: she's talking about. Well, it's, uh, Sue may still be there. Sue, are you there? No, she's gone. Okay, never mind. Go on, Sam. Tell us. Tell us uh, about if it. You,
17: if you remember a couple of years ago when they were bombing Libya, yeah. Uh, if you remember,
6: there was. T- news
4: Sam, reports could you get off hands it, free? Is it possible you could get off hands uh, sorry, free? That's I've all right. got on hands free. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Thank you. Okay. And by the way, okay. Sue, Sue is back, so we can talk to okay. Sue about this.
28: If you remember a couple of years ago um, when they were bombing Libya, yeah, there was
25: news reports about people, young people, going to fight in Libya. They weren't ever arrested or, you know, put as terrorists when they're going to fight in Libya.
28: It seems that there's a different uh, set of rules for Syria, though. Uh, For example, let's
25: see. You know, the Americans, they're sending money to uh, some Syrian rebel group. Now, imagine, say, someone goes and fights for one of them Syrian rebel groups. Are they going to get arrested as terrorists
28: when they come back to England?
25: The Americans aren't saying they're terrorists. They're giving them money. So, so, you know, there's, there's a problem here, isn't there? There's a bit of hypocrisy.
4: There's hypocrisy, Sue.
10: The hypocrisy of what? Sorry, I'm lost with this
4: one I think yes okay listen is it,
10: you're, you're arguing whether it's is there, right people are going to go anyway aren't they some people are going to go anyway yes some people are not going to go some people are going to say oh I think I should go but I'm not quite sure how to go about it do you really think a
4: Facebook page is going to tip people over the edge Uh, to decide whether they're going to go and fight uh, in Syria. That they may be undecided, I'm not sure. Hey, there's a Facebook page. You know what? I'm going to like this and I'm going to go.
10: No, I'm, I think I might go, but I'm not quite sure how to do it. So I'm going to look for a website that shows me how to do it. Yeah. If I can't find a website, then it's a bit more difficult and I might not do it. But if I can find a website that's going to say to me over and over and over again, yes, you should do it, go and do it, go right. and do it. I've, and I'm that sort of gullible person.
4: Yeah, I've just typed in how to get to Syria, right? How to get to Syria. 191 million results have just popped up on my screen. Do we go and prosecute all of those people?
8: Your silence speaks volumes. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 heading anti clockwise. There's one lane closed at the moment between junction 25 for Enfield and junction 24 for Potters Bar. That's due to a broken down car there. Also, delays on the A10 Great Cambridge Road heading southbound between Bullsmore Lane and Southbury Road. In St Albans, St Peter's Street at the moment is closed for roadworks between the High Street and Catherine Street. So, do expect delays there. Take a look at the North Orbital Road, heavy moving at the moment just around junction 21A at the roundabout. So far on the trains, on the minor ..on the metropolitan line between Harrow-on-the-Hill and Watford. That's due to signal failure. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: Nicola,
4: thank you very much.
11: 8.46.
4: It's Friday the 1st of August. Now we're warming up, aren't we guys? Huh? Now we're warming up. Last 15 minutes of the show. Give us a call. 08459 And Maybe we'll talk to you after the news headlines and the weather. The emergency services in Milton Keynes have been abused after urging people not to swim at the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley after two incidents there in the last week. A Muslim woman from Luton is facing jail after admitting posting messages on Facebook encouraging terrorism in Syria. And in sport Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won a silver medal at the
8: Commonwealth Games last night.
4: Here's Georgina with the weather.
3: Beds,
20: hearts and bucks weather.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
20: Hello there. A few showers around today, but they're pretty isolated, but sunny spells in between. A little bit of a a southerly breeze with highs of 24 degrees Celsius. And tonight we have some rain, which will be fairly heavy and thundery. uh, Temperatures down to 15 degrees. Tomorrow, showers on and off through the day, but uh, sunny spells in between, particularly in the afternoon. And it does start to clear by the evening, so we might even have a pleasant end to the day with highs of 23 degrees Celsius. And by Sunday, it's all cleared, which is looking fine. largely dry with sunny spells. Monday, sunshine, but a couple of showers around and then heavier showers again on Tuesday. That's your latest forecast.
14: Every weekday morning from 9. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life.
26: Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong?
14: We've actually got an open doors policy.
26: I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What
19: the government will do, they'll start introducing American type sentences, like 200 years in prison.
3: The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Usman uh, says thanks for not being biased on this Muslim women story. Cheers. Well, it, 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 we like um, we we think the press are being unbiased when they say what when we agree with what they're saying, don't we? We think that the press are being unbiased when we uh they say what we believe. But then that's just bias in a different direction, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh,
11: Marion's in Savage, Morning Marion. Good morning. Good morning Marion. What have you got for us today? Well, I'm thinking the, the swimming uh, in the in the blue lagoon quite honestly, if people are going to swim in the Blue Lagoon, they're going to swim in the Blue Lagoon if the water is there, they will swim that is nature I mean to say, if if they can't put if if Milton Keynes Council or whoever can't provide a certain amount of safety advice, uh, forget saying, oh you can't swim there because the minute you say that to a child the first thing they do is put the foot in the water Yeah, you
4: shouldn't let your kids swim, it's mad that there are 8 year old kids swimming in there, that's bonkers well
11: the point is if they put a proper, he's saying, "Oh, it's a nature reserve," but they're still going to swim in there, whether regardless of what it is. Yeah. If it's water, it's water. So they better make make it safe. If they're going to if they're going to have a place where there's water, then it should be safe. How do you make it safe, Marion? Well, then you should have uh, people there all the time. uh, Maybe a boat in the water, and they say, Oh, no, you shouldn't, but yes, you should. Should you? Yeah. I mean, why? well, there's... Rice Ry- well, should Lido. Have you ever been to rice? Ry-
4: oh, I went to Slip Lido when I was about seven years old. It was the most disappointing experience of my life. I was told it was like going to a beach.
11: Yeah, it's like going to a rubbish beach. Exactly, but people still swim there and go there all yeah, the time. Yeah, they do, don't they, yeah. Exactly, so if they're going... And that's a part of a nature reserve. So if they're going to say to people, oh, don't swim in there, that's the first thing they're going to do. The people never take any notice of anybody, and particularly when there's water at children and this time of year in the sun. You cannot keep people out of water, so if they can't keep them out, they better provide something to keep them safe in the water. But, uh, listen,
4: the woman who, who got into trouble the other day mm-hmm. uh, in the quarry mm. is uh, still in the Job Radcliffe Hospital. Serious condition, yeah. that's according to the police. Why does that not put people off?
11: Because people don't think it will happen to them. Mm. I mean to say, there's people. There's people from the people swim across the channel.
4: That's thousands of feet deep. Hey, that's not. That's a fair point. People swim across the channel. They cover themselves in goose fat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, one of two of life's mysteries, Marion. I always wonder how. Three of life's mysteries. On, one, I wonder why people swim across the channel. Two, I wonder how people swim across the channel, and three, I wonder how David Copperfield makes the Statue of Liberty disappear. I have the answer to one of those. Yeah,
11: I know you do. Yes, all right, behave yourself. Um, the, the other two are, it's because it's there. Yeah. And if there's water, then people will swim in water. So the
4: answer to the first one is, because it's there. Yeah. The answer to the second one is, because, because it's, it's there. there. The, the answer to the third one is, it. people are, people are sat on a, on a, like a, a moving, rotating dais.
11: Don't! Poor David! It's not funny. And the
4: dais swivels ever so slightly while he's talking, so they're not even looking at the Statue of Liberty.
11: How do you know that? <laughs> who told you I worked it out myself and I'm right aren't I I'm not going to say I can't why because I'm a member of the magic circle and I won't, tell, I, won't, I won't confirm or deny it so that means I'm right
4: no. if, I was, if I was wrong <laughs> you'd deny it you can't deny it you cannot be a denier Marion it is fact <laughs>
11: I cannot confirm or deny your answer. Did you threaten the producer of this show yesterday?
4: No. Did you phone up anonymously? I said to, me, I said to him, go, shh, be quiet, that's all. Okay, so what, okay, and I know how he does the flying as well. Hello?
11: I'm not going di- to answer you. Yeah, oh, I I'm know not. how he does the flying. Should I tell I, you? I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to. I'm a member well, of the
4: magic. Circle. I'm not a member of the magic circle. I am allowed to. So he does the Statue of Liberty. You having a cup of tea in a china cup? Yeah. Good for you. So he does the makes the Statue of Liberty disappear by people who are sat on a dais <laughs> and it do s- not. swivels around <clears throat> so they're not looking at the Statue of Liberty. The flying. Well, I tell you how he does the flying. N- he gets n- in that big box. Okay. And then he says a uh, a very special Egyptian magic word. That's it, yeah. And then he flies. Yes, that's that, that's more
11: like it. And in yeah. case
4: that doesn't work, there's a fellow who's got some invisible fishing wire
11: strapped to him, and he, he just reels him up as well. No, 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 no! no, no. Don't take any notice of that.
4: Marion, thank you very much indeed. She phoned you up and threatened you, didn't she, yesterday?
12: She uh, she, she absolutely did, She She's put a hex on you. She told me, she said, in no uncertain terms to stop what we were doing (laughs) or there would be consequences. She said that. (laughs) And I think the consequences are that someone has set up a a Twitter account
4: just to abuse you. Yes. (laughs) That's the consequence. Also, Speaking of abuse, it's Dave Luton. Oh, good morning, boss. Dave, I look forward to filling in the grammatical uh, uh, blanks in your sentences and trying to understand what you're trying to say. Let's have
29: it. Okay. The Blue Lagoon at Bletchley... It's 60 foot deep, but I don't know if they've still got... Have
4: they got signs up there saying 60 foot deep? I don't... As far as I'm aware, no. Uh, right. There are signs saying danger, no swimming, do not enter the water. And inside that um, quarry is cranes with their
29: arms sticking up in the air. Yep, nasty. So if you go and dive and hit your head, you'll go 60 foot down, bye-bye, cheerio world. It's a dirty place, it's got oil in there, diesel, everything else. Yeah. And if they want to go and swim in there inhale that mucky water, then they don't stand any chance well, going no, into
4: that No, quarry. Dave, that's, that's not true. Because, it no, it's not true. You're saying they don't stand any chance. There no, an, they uh, don't. Well, no, Dave, that's not true. That's scaremongering. No, no, you've got to scare them. You've got to scare them to go in. What Dave, Dave, Dave. Let me pick you up. Dave, I like facts. Okay, I like dealing with facts. And what you've said is is an, is untrue. You said if they go swimming in there, they do not stand any chance. That no, is they not don't. true. No, Dave. Please let me finish. You're yeah, on then. Even even for you, that's a spurious load of old uh, guff. Yeah, because they know? do stand a chance. Because a significant number of people, and I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying. I'm not encouraging it. But the fact is, a significant number of people go swimming. In there, and then they because come they out.
29: But they don't know the danger. No, but they you're don't saying. What's but will you admit?
4: There? Will you admit that you saying they don't stand a chance is inaccurate? Because a significant number of people. No, they don't stand a chance oh, because they, they don't know what's in that. This train. Dave, they've stood a
29: chance. They've come out in the, R, Dave, in
4: the air. In the air. In the air.
29: Uh, no, in the air. And if there is on there, they're down,
4: 60 foot down. Yes. They've had it. I agree with that. But you, for, you, it, for it, you to say <laughs> that they don't stand a chance is simply not true.
29: All right, well, there's two people, one's dead, and one's pretty here in hospital. Right? Doesn't that give anyone the idea to say, oh, I'm staying away from that quarry? Well obviously, not just that, well, obviously well, because,
4: not. obviously not. Dave. So, so why well, do you think? Let's ask the question: Why do you think those people, despite those terribly tragic incidents, and I, I'm not in any way making light of them, why do people still go swimming despite what's happened? Because
17: they
29: don't know the dangers. Because the dangers well, I got are a not, buff- just told
4: not on the board. Someone's they're says, not on the
29: board to tell you what's inside that quarry. It's sixty foot deep, and there's also crane arms sticking up in the air, which they can't see because the water so murky.
4: Dave, thank you very much. Have a nice weekend. Always a pleasure. Chris is in Luton. Morning, Chris. Uh, morning. What would you like yeah. to say?
22: Yeah, the, the reason why uh, deep waters are very dangerous for swimmers is that you actually, it's not consistent temperature within these deep waters, say, such as a, a static lake. It all appears to be perhaps from the surface one temperature, but it's not. The temperature varies and if you, if you, if you haven't acclimatized and you actually swim into a cold spot, the, the body, you can't do anything. You can train yourself to get out of this. You'll get a, ga- a gasp reflex, and obviously, the, and, and, and uh, people will take a mouthful of water, and that's the result that it starts off the drowning process. Secondly, if you swim into a, you, you know, you dive into it, and kids will dive into it, you go into one of these cold spots, the arms and legs, the blood flow is reduced. It's just a natural uh, physiological reaction that the blood the blood tries to preserve warm blood for the brain and uh, the blood flows cut off to the arms and legs as a result, it doesn't matter how strong a swimmer you are, you can't swim. Now the reason people go in there yes. is everyone makes the assumption the person that drowned was either ill, unwell or couldn't swim very well but in fact quite like many of the people that drown are excellent swimmers, it's just unfortunately they, they swam into a cold spot. A friend of mine is an instructor diver and he says you, you can feel these even with the suit, even with the relevant suits on, the protective gear, you can, you can actually feel when you go from one warm spot to a hot spot. So even in, a, even
4: in if you had a heat wave, yeah. the, these, these, um, these cold, still
22: cold spots Chris, are
4: still... I've got to move on, just because we're running out of time. Dennis, stay there. I just want to read a couple of Facebook comments. Uh, more people basically saying that they would go swimming there. Get a grip. We're all adults. Let's make our own decisions for once, says Danny. Jordan, when I was at college, we swam there. I never felt it was too cold. Uh, if people decide to ignore the council signs, they deserve to drown. For each person who dies, that's one less ignorant, illiterate person around. Peter, a little bit harsh, I think. Dennis, we've got 20 seconds. What have you got for us?
29: I don't know. I see this morning this lady from uh, Luton who's been arrested for sending silly stuff over the internet. Yep. Facebook. How could she claim Facebook when the face is covered all the time?
4: Ladies
8: and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. A little bit slow moving on the Great North Road, approaching the Black Hat roundabouts where the roadworks are continuing. The M25 heading anti clockwise. There's a lane closed. That's between junction 25 for Enfield and junction 24 at Potters Bar. Now, that's all due to a broken down a car there causing problems. Uh, very heavy moving on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25. In Watford, taking a look at the sensors and exchange road, a little bit heavy around Upton Road at the moment. On the trains, just getting in, the normal service now resumed on the Metropolitan line. That was between Harrow-on-the-Hill and Watford. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Nicola, thank you very much. Have a lovely weekend. Right, that's it. That's your lot. Let's hope we've put an end to all of the uh, nonsense and abuse on Twitter now that everything's been explained. A new podcast will be released into the wild in a few hours' time. You can get it at the BBC Three Counties website. It'll be on iTunes maybe this evening or tomorrow morning. JBS is up next from me, from Danny, from Justin, from Paul, from Kelly. We'll see you on Monday. (laughs) Ta-ta! Local and vocal across beds, hearts and
14: bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
14: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Should Muslim women be allowed to wear the veil in court?